0: Broadcasting the best in retro and modern gaming with your hosts the enigmatic vintage video game geek The incomparable Dinky Dana and myself John Pio of Maincade. Welcome to Hit Reset Radio I'm Vintage I'm Dinky Dana And I'm John Pio of Maincade. and today is October 16th, 2012 And this is episode 8 of the Hit Reset Radio Gaming Podcast
1: This episode, Halloween's coming up pretty soon, so later on we're going to recommend some of our favorite scary movies and video games for you.
2: Yes, but before that, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of our favorite Halloween memories growing up. Now, Dinky, you apparently had a very boring childhood, (laughs) um, or maybe your parents just didn't believe in Halloween. You say that you don't have any interesting stories. I find that hard to believe.
1: No, nothing, nothing real crazy ever happened on Halloween. I always went out and stuff and got candy. And throughout college, some Halloween parties were pretty fun. But nothing uh, nothing too exciting. Well, what
2: were your more memorable Halloween costumes? Like, when you were a kid, I mean. Did you have a favorite? Oh, I, I, I didn't really have a favorite. But I do
1: remember one where we went up to uh, Lancaster, PA. Have you ever been there?
0: Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: My, pe- My mom... Really wanted us to dress up
0: as Amish. Oh no! <laughs> I, mean, I, I was about to say Lancaster. That's that's Amish country. And we didn't we didn't want to at all.
1: <laughs> and she made us all dress up in these in these Halloween costumes that she made. So we couldn't <laughs> like not do it, and it sucked.
0: Did Did you have a beard? Did they put we, a beard
1: on? No, no. We oh, still awesome. we still bugger about that they were yeah.
2: Amish Amish kids right yes I was like eight what is the typical Amish costume look like just black and white just real plain
0: yeah but Amish you know people what? don't go trick-or-treating like if you came to my door as an Amish person I'd say yeah what do you want <laughs> you don't chew gum do you bye
1: so, yeah we oh we hated it we still bring it up to her that's about the only memorable Halloween thing I have aside from eating a bunch of candy. I did dress up in a uh, in a ghillie suit. You know what that is? Uh, no. Gilly? I did this in college. A ghillie suit is like what a sniper would wear in or, or a hunter in the woods. Oh, it oh. just looked like a bush. Okay. Yeah. And that was a fun costume. I, we went around, we went around on our campus and you know, we were drinking and stuff like that. And I'd hide in bushes and scare <laughs> the crap out of people. So if you
0: drank too much and passed out, they wouldn't find you until the next day or something. No, they definitely wouldn't. I mean, it it really hides you.
1: I mean, <laughs> even in the daytime, you could hide pretty well. Those those are all of my stories. Uh, well, kind of curious to hear about yours because you seem like it was pretty exciting.
2: Well, when I, yeah, when I was a kid, I can remember a couple that my mom did because you know one year, uh, well, it was like when the Ghostbusters came out, you know, the movie. Yeah, and sound I, like yours are going to be positive. I was really, yeah, I was so into Ghostbusters and I wanted to be one. And so my mom, like, made me a Ghostbuster costume. Um, Do you have
1: any pictures of these so we can post them headless on our... Uh, uh... Oh, that'd be great.
2: <laughs> I think they're all at my parents' that house. That would be awesome. You should get one of those. The headless but,
0: Ghostbuster.
2: Yeah. Oh. But I remember it was, like, basically I wore, like, a. it was, like, a red... What do you call those like it's like a one piece like it looks like what the janitors wear like it's like a one piece jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I had a red jumpsuit and then my mom took like this black backpack and and to be the proton pack. And then she used I can't remember exactly what it was, but I feel like it was like a vacuum hose. Yeah, probably a little attachment on it. I actually made my own PKE meter. (laughs) <laughs> how old were what? you for this five or six or something like that but i remember are you making the pke meter and i don't remember all of it but i know i use like a coat hanger for the uh you know antenna. the little antenna antennas. yeah yeah i remember one year i was man at arms from he-man and it was like i had the mask you know like the man at arms mask and then the rest of it my mom she made me dress up like i had all this armor like all over me but it was like it was like bath towels and stuff like that, like tied to my arms and legs. <laughs> did she make a lot of your costumes? She did. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Then how you get how would anybody you recognize
0: want. you as man at arms with bath towels all around well,
2: you? Well, because I had the ma- the rubber mask. All about the imagination, man. Yeah. But most people didn't know who I was.
0: It's like man at arms <laughs> in a sauna who got out. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: what about you, John? What kind of costumes did you wear when you were a well, kid?
0: you know i'm i'm uh, a little older so it was always those cheap old plastic i don't think anybody even knows what these things are they they were these vinyl horrible suits that came in a box and they gave you a little mask that had a tiny little slit for your mouth so you were you were breathing into this plastic mask that was held by elastic and it would sweat and get all wet on the inside it was terrible but i remember always getting um a batman one batman was always my favorite oh nice and i think i do have pictures dinky so if i can dig them up maybe i'll post a picture yeah you know we did the normal go around the neighborhood but when i was a kid it was always one of those urban myths like they always said never accept an apple because they were laser blades and like it's so weird how these stories get perpetuated every year yeah razor blade has that ever happened ever i actually researched
2: this because i was thinking about this the other day and so i pulled up like
0: snopes.com yeah true or false right and
2: okay so it was interesting because they had two different articles one was about poisoning candy (laughs) i remember that too okay and they said that the poison one was fake um that 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 it's never happened Uh um Although, and then they had another one about razor blades and like people putting needles into candy. And that one was actually true, I guess. I think it said there was a case of a guy that put a bunch of like hypodermic needles in like Snickers bars. Like, I want to say within the last 15 years or so. Oh, that's, that's
0: a while ago. Or maybe okay. it
2: was 2000. Okay. I, sh- I know I should have wrote this down here. Did, did he do up. it
0: because of the urban legend or you know, obviously the urban legend has been going around for years. So obviously, yeah, know, I, th- this- I think he was just like, you know, a screwed up individual. But
2: I think, you know, your odds of, of that actually happening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I, would, I would bet that that's the case as well. Yeah. Yeah, the odds of it really happening are next to nothing. So are you yeah. like one
0: of those parents, vintage, and your kids go trick-or-treating before they actually eat it at home? You go through all the candy and see what's there?
2: Absolutely. I, do. I do that. You do? Um, I there do me, that. Like sealed stuff and all I, that? I, right. I get rid of all the – like. I get rid of the homemade crap. I get rid of any kind of – yeah. S- anything yeah, that's suspect so and that my kids are still little so i'll get a i'll get rid of like hard candy like the jawbreakers. i can, stuff. See, you, I can <laughs> see you sneaking the bag off
1: like into the kitchen or something and then they come back with half as much candy
2: yeah no i i definitely eat their candy yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like when they go to bed i'm like okay what do we got here <laughs> That that's another thing I had down here. Is like, what are what is some of the worst stuff you remember getting? Like when you were trick or treating. Um, have you ever got like um... pennies? Yeah, <laughs> pennies.
1: Yeah, pennies are a bad one. Although I used to get like silver dollars and stuff too. That was really cool. That Money that was
0: pretty good. good.
2: But yeah, it, but like like pennies, pennies in <laughs> like pennies yeah. rolled in tin foil it was something I always used to get. And I'm like, really. What I always, am tinfoil? I gonna What's with, the tin
0: for? That's
2: how they packaged them, I guess, or or maybe they just threw it in a ziploc bag,
0: as to not contaminate your candy, perhaps. Maybe, yeah.
2: Well,
1: okay. I always didn't like getting the stuff that wasn't sealed. I mean, you would get like, like you said, kind of the homemade things, and you, yeah. I don't know. There's no wrapper no on
2: them, and then it's mixing around in your bag all night. Well, <laughs> I, I hate the I hate getting those popcorn balls. <laughs> You ever get those?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Or like, you know, you know, one thing I wasn't big into or there's
1: um, a candy that, every, that everybody likes. I candy. I don't like this. Oh, it I, just
0: I, comes out once a year. That's it. it. It's, yeah, it's like last year's candy corn. It's guaranteed. just
1: sugar and,
0: and food food coloring. Yeah. yeah, I always
1: hated getting that because I I never liked them. But well,
0: everybody it's an gives acquired you- taste. Yeah, you either like it or you don't. Oh, I like. It. Yeah, but yeah. An,
2: another thing was like when people would give you like these little plastic spider rings. I'm like, come on. I never oh, got Come on. Classes. He loves them. Dude, give me chocolate. That's all
1: I care about. Well, the other thing, too, in my, in my family growing up, um, my brother was allergic to dairy products, and then my sister was too. So they would get that all this extra chocolate. candy, and I would get all the chocolate stuff. <laughs> so it worked out pretty well.
2: Nice. I, I had one other thing here that I wanted to share with you guys. I, I actually was scarred at a very young age. Um, I was no probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really <laughs> imagine that my parents basically dragged me into this haunted house when I was about four or five years old
0: what do you mean dragged you in they I don't like get that
2: they like literally I didn't want to go like were you yelling oh yeah I you was were, like shaking and screaming <laughs> yeah 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 I was so it's like
1: toughen up kid yeah they were and, <laughs> you going like, to go in kid
2: it was like this old abandoned house, and they so, made it into a... like a normal haunted house. <laughs> yeah, like a real haunted house. Like so
0: yeah. your parents that, didn't go in with you; they just sent you in. No, no, the door. no,
2: they, no. They dragged me in.
0: But they, they were went with, in you with the whole you. time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.
2: But like, I, I swear, like we got in there, and we must have got like ten feet, and somebody like jumped out from the shadows with like a chainsaw or something like that, and I just freaked out. I I made like the most horrific scream and i got away from my parents and i ran straight out the front of the haunted house and i ran into the parking lot and i was like in tears and Uh, so finally uh, uh. my parents were like i was like hyperventilating and all this stuff and so finally they 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 said okay you know we're not gonna go and i just remember they took me to mcdonald's after that and i got like a happy meal and i just remember sitting there like stuffing fries in my face and it
1: probably did make you feel <laughs> a lot better too right oh it did
2: <laughs> yeah the mcdonald's happy meals always made you feel better when you were a little kid it's so funny though i mean I, yeah i remember all that and i remember even the toy that i got out of the happy meal was one of those little lego sets
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Where you could, you know, it comes in a little plastic bag and you can build like a plane or a truck. So when's the last time you went into a haunted house? Okay, well, I didn't really go into another haunted house until I was a senior in college. Oh, wow. And... Uh, and it's so funny because it was almost like the exact same scenario and I went in with like a bunch of <laughs> college friends. Flashback.
1: Okay. Seriously, totally see you running out I screaming was like, and, I and like, begging for a happy meal again.
2: Dude, okay. This guy, <laughs> I walk in 10 feet in, the guy comes out at comes at me with the chainsaw again. And this time he actually like the chainsaw didn't have a chain on it, but you, it was still like yeah, actually, it sounds real. Right. And he actually put the chainsaw up against my legs. Was it the one that vibrates? Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, I basically took off running. But I this time I ran through the haunted house.
0: Like Was as, he mad that you peed on his his chainsaw?
2: No, I didn't pee. <laughs> That's really <weird>. <laughs> <laughs> No, I couldn't because there were there were girls and stuff there. Oh, you
0: had a man up, yeah. yeah, yeah didn't, so... didn't <laughs> as he's
2: okay. running screaming like a little girl through <laughs> the house. As he ran through house. the halls. Can we go to McDonald's? can we go to mcdonald's please you were probably pushing girls out of the way to get out
0: yeah. <laughs> so awesome. yeah not not a huge haunted house guy oh uh, see now i have a haunted house story okay okay way back when I, I guess i was 16 or so i was dating this girl in the neighborhood who had a a older brother who did not like me at all and he was way bigger than me and he was a karate expert And i, he... I
2: like this guy
0: yeah. He's like a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Well, he, he made it very known that he didn't approve of me dating his sister. So, you know, whenever I go over the house, he'd, you know, give me noogies and kick me in the chest. And I, he was horrible to me. So, anyway, one Halloween, haunted house, neighborhood haunted house. So she wants to go. Great. Well, the whole neighborhood's going. All the kids are going. We're filing up. And of course, he's there. But, you know, he's going in also as, you know, just a patron to walk through. So, I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, is he going to mess with me? Uh, you know, I really didn't want to go. But she was like, come on, let's go. And I didn't want to let her know why I didn't want to go. So, you know, I manned up. We we go in there and we're going through and it's scary. You know, it's cool, you know, and we kind of get separated, her and I. So we're just walking. I could see her, but it's dark. And I see him ahead of me and he's with his friends, whatever. And we gets to a point where the lights just go out. And I see the guy that's going to jump out, you know, that that one guy that always jumps out. So when the lights went out. I don't know what came over me. It was a golden opportunity. The lights went out. I ran up to him, and I clocked him as hard as I could (laughs) right in the face. I mean, mean, everything I could muster. And he, he went down, and he got up as he got up the guy who was with the chainsaw I don't, I don't even know what he was doing he jumps at him boo and i guess he assumed he was the guy that punched him they start brawling and it became this huge fight and i was loving it cuz like all the security jumped them and dragged them out kicking and screaming and it was just the sweetest halloween revenge ever and to this day he does not know i did that so wait how is, old
2: how old like, were you in this camp i was
0: 16 oh wow but at 16 i was a scrawny skinny really you know and he was this karate guy he was about three or four years older than me and he just tormented me all the time
3: you never
1: (laughs) hear of opportunities like that it was where he wouldn't know know who it was
0: i didn't even want to go in the damn haunted house but it just the lights went out and i was like oh my god i could just smash this guy's face and it was awesome so you never (laughs) told the girl about this no she thinks that her brother (laughs) got jumped and like that's, you know, that's awesome. Got involved they, and, and oh yeah, like, they probably got is there's, there's no tape, of course, because it was pitch black. Was awesome.
2: <laughs> good stuff. That's a good story. That's kind of
0: our Halloween
2: memories. And um, we we didn't really answer any questions, I don't think, the last podcast. So we we wanna do that uh, we wanna go into that right now. So we're gonna do some check the inbox. Check the inbox. John, do
0: you wanna get us started with that? Okay, so uh, let's see. This is going back a little bit.
1: I think these were all from the forum, right?
0: Yeah, these are coming from the forums, which is a great place to to put comments uh, for our podcast here. This is from Prowings. Prowings says, I'm going to read this. Since listening to the Hit Reset Radio podcast, I was wondering if all of you will be attending MagFest in North Virginia in January. Personally, I would love to see you guys do a panel or game collecting and arcade collecting. Even if you guys just have some sort of meetup to play games and chat, that would be amazing. I also think it would be an amazing chance to grow the Hit Reset Radio podcast listener base. Oh, yeah, please make t-shirts. I would totally buy one. And as an aside, he wrote, by the way, vintage, whatever happened to asking your guests what they wear while on the podcast as in episode one? I really feel like you had a niche market on that part of the show.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, we can probably bring that back. We we can do that for our our, our next guest. I didn't really wear anything interesting tonight. I just have on like pajama pants and like a gray hoodie. Because, you know, it's starting to get a little chilly out there. Yeah, Yeah. it It sucks. Fall is in the air.
0: Definitely colder.
2: Are you guys wearing anything sexy right now? Uh,
0: (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not.
2: Sweatshirt. Just a plain switcher. <laughs> I'm actually yeah, all gray.
0: my windows open and it's actually very cold, but I've got the windows open on purpose. Mm-hmm. And I told the fellas I, I, I'm sick. Yeah. Uh, I've been sick, and I wonder why suddenly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping next to an open window yeah. in, in in October. So am I going to have to start wearing some video game shirts? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is that is that what you're saying, vintage? <laughs> because I can't be saying I'm wearing a plain black <laughs> or plain gray shirt all the time.
2: You just need to be more descriptive.
1: <laughs> playing gray with a hood. Fascinating. I do have a bunch of video game shirts, though, but... Maybe we really should wear start just...
2: wearing more interesting things. Whatever happened to the question? Hey. Yeah. yeah why, that's exactly our... question. <laughs> Are
0: we going to MAGFest and Let's having bre- a panel?
1: Yeah. Let's break this down here. Is that the one that's in on, like, January 3rd or something?
0: Yeah, it's early January, I think.
1: Yes. I'd like to try and make it out to it, but I don't... I I haven't made concrete plans right now. So it'd be nice if we all three could get out there and actually
0: meet each other. <laughs> that would be cool. I mean, we've been talking about doing a meetup, um, but it hasn't happened yet. Yes. I'd like to. MagFest is a possibility. Um, definitely. I would like to do that. But uh, Vintage, how do you feel about that? I'm good with it, actually. Really? Um,
2: yeah. A- and and I am going to be there for sure. Um, for sure. Yes. And wow. It- it's not too far. And uh, I went last year, and uh, I enjoyed it. And I've actually been talking with—I don't think I've even told you guys this—but I've been talking with NES Complex. Yeah. Chris, so, well, you yeah. didn't
1: tell me, but I yeah,
2: he's, <laughs> he's going to come. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and so we're gonna we're gonna actually like stay there one night, and like I'm gonna pick him up at the airport, and we're gonna hang out. And you know what the about.
3: actual
1: city? Or the nearest area is? I'm gonna look up how long it takes.
2: It's um well, it's outside of DC. I believe it's in Yeah. yeah it's DC. it's National Harbor, Maryland, is where the actual convention is held.
0: Well, now, I'll be going in November to RetroCon. Have you ever heard of this? RetroCon in Philly?
1: Uh you sent me some info over about it.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: that's all I knew. I didn't know about it before. That's the same place that uh the too many games was going on, right?
0: I have no idea. You know, I've never attended. A, a friend of mine is going. And he's like, are you going? And I said, let me take a look at what they've got. And it's it's more uh, toys and cartoons than video games, but video games are in it. And James uh, Rolf will be there this year. And a couple of voice actors from uh, the original Thundercats. Lion-O is going to be there. And Tigra is going to be there. Oh. oh! Oh! So that's always <laughs> awesome. You know. I'm what a- did you say the cartoon- date on that one is? It's November something or another. I don't know. Uh RetroCon. I just bought tickets today, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah, Dinky. I think I emailed you about that cuz I saw it was in, you know, kind That's of your difficult. area. Yeah, I
1: knew one of you did. I forgot who it was cuz yeah. I mentioned to my friend um I just went to a wedding uh a little bit ago and one of my friends lives out in Philly and I mentioned to him that I might take a trip over there. So maybe I'll plan it for that weekend. Oh, that'd be cool. If I can get someone to come with me. None of my friends ever want to go on road trips, this, let alone to uh gaming conventions <laughs> well, although i do have friends right down in dc too so maybe they'll uh meet up for that
2: okay sweet so as far as Magfest, we'll kind of say stay tuned and one third uh,
1: of us will definitely be there
2: actually yeah next month we'll we'll try to have it all figured out and we'll we'll uh give an update on the next podcast yeah. um and then the last thing is do you want to mention anything about t-shirts john
0: i would uh yeah we had mentioned uh Putting together some t shirts for fans, uh for giveaways, and I, I think it's a good idea. Um We're still working out the details, so hopefully by next month's podcast, we'll have some more details on t shirts. Uh, I'm looking forward to that too.
2: Cool.
0: Dinky, you want a white uh, a white skin t shirt?
2: Right? <laughs> I definitely want a black t shirt. I said <laughs> I wanted a white
0: one. Oh, you wanted the white one. Dinky yeah. wants the black one.
2: Right. Yep.
1: Okay. So we'll we'll have to put a little variety. You have to you have to sketch up. Some of your images for that? Well, I what? What are you
0: talking about? Vintage sent me a a, a what was it? A paint shop that you worked on? <laughs> this this schematic for a t shirt. <laughs> why didn't I get this? Know, I mean, Do you still have? Really it? anal about things. He sent me a schematic for a t shirt design, and wasn't it really like really professional looking? Oh, dude! Well,
2: why didn't uh, I get this vintage? <laughs> <laughs> because John was heading up the, the artwork, this yeah. project. <laughs> we'll we'll put the schematic up somewhere.
0: Yeah, that'd be great, we'll too. We'll put it on
2: the Facebook. We've been neglecting the Facebook page. I would totally wear a Hit Reset
1: Radio <laughs> shirt. Oh, yeah, I would, too. I would definitely do. I, I, I'd i love it. I always like your images that you make, so I'm, I want I'm to see what you can come up with and put on yeah, well, there.
0: you, you Well, I got shot down once. One of my <laughs> images got shot down by... Well, the- you know what? We should, we should make
1: one T-shirt with that image. <laughs> one special winner gets that one.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Hopefully they're over 18. You know, everybody, you know, if you don't know, on on our website, on the uh, Hit Reset Radio website, there's always an image associated for every episode. And it's fallen on to me to design them. Sometimes I draw them. Sometimes it's just Photoshop. And I did one of them that the gang, they said, was inappropriate. So I had to go just, back to the drawing board and tweak it and redesign it, was, it just slightly. Just
2: it was the one with the cow and the the udders. So you know, you guys can use your imagination on that one. But uh, Dinky, do you have a question that you would like to highlight out of the inbox? Uh, yeah,
1: I picked one here. Let me let me find it. Okay, this one comes from uh, the World Ends with You player T W E W Y. And uh, he says, love, love the podcast, guys. Keep up the great work. Anyways, I got a couple questions. First one is, have you ever thought about selling off some of or if not all of your collection? I'm, here, oh, yeah. He writes an answer, too. He says, I myself have sold most of my video game collection at one point in time and deeply regret ever doing it. So uh-huh. we'll, go, we'll answer, answer this one first. I've, there are a lot of people that write and leave comments saying that they sold all their games on my videos. And, um, they always ask this question, for me, I have never traded in or sold any of my games. Um, even whenever I was young i I never sold or got rid of anything. So I have all the old games that I grew up with, and also for um like for me, I didn't have the money to be you know, a lot of people would trade in their games because they couldn't afford new ones. and what I did instead, I always rented things. so there were a lot of games that I grew up with um even on nintendo back then i always rented games so that was my way of playing games without having to spend a lot of money because i was a kid but uh, i know a lot of people growing up traded in and sold their whole collection and even even now i mean the games are going up in price like crazy so it's tough to get a lot of them back but uh what about you guys you ever uh think about selling your stuff
0: well um yes the thought does come people know i'm I collect pinball machines, and uh, with two kids now in the house, the dynamic has changed. You know, back in 2007 when I started collecting, it was just me, and then I got married, and then kid one, kid two. So money comes up, and a quick way to make money is sell a pinball machine. And you know, they're expensive. Depending on which machine, sometimes it can go from fifteen hundred to over ten thousand dollars a machine. So the thought has come in. Now this has been going on for about two years now. Discussed with my wife. We know we should sell it. I have not sold one yet. I keep delaying it. You're holding on. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm like, I'm going to sell it, honey. (laughs) Spring. Spring (laughs) comes. Summer. Are you going to sell those machines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put it on eBay. I have to sign on and get my account in order. And I keep stalling it and stalling it. I don't want to sell it, but I fear at some point one or two may have to go and not get replaced. That's the Mm -hmm. hard thing.
2: Now, John, if you end up doing this, though, you have to make a promise that you will do a a complete
0: video review
2: of that machine.
0: You see? Now, hold on. Before you get rid of it. No, no, no. Here's the little secret. Here's the secret. (laughs) I have told my wife that. I need to make a video of the machine. Right. So I don't make the video. Because when I make the video... She'll say, didn't you make a video of Adam's family? Why don't you sell it? So I keep the camera broke. The tripod's not steady. You know. I... <laughs> and then
1: once one goes, yeah. it'll say, hey, you better do a review of that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? Don't you have to do a review soon? Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, that, that's, that's right. And that's why I've, I've been delaying it. But, but I did do a spreadsheet. I wrote down. I, I know exactly what I paid for each one and when I did it. And there are price guides. You know that the the general public follows and of course there's youtube that uh, not youtube uh ebay that you can see on average what's sold and i broke down what i paid for it and what i could possibly get if i sold everything and i, I have to say i have definitely have money to be made if i sell them so yeah because to- you,
1: you were saying you'd probably at least if you sold them you'd most likely be making profit on them too
0: yeah I probably would lose money on like two of them because yeah. those particular ones that I bought I, I bought because I was a fan of the game you know they weren't the ones that were highly sought after it was just ones that I really wanted and that's it you know as a pure collection uh, yeah. but almost every other game they appreciate with time pinballs are a great investment uh, if you just want to put it away for a couple of years and keep it up and then resell it they do it all the time keep them all yeah I know how about you vintage yeah what about you man yeah well growing up i was always kind of
2: a one system guy so (laughs) that does not surprise me one bit i would have one system (laughs) and then when i got the next one i would then sell you know the previous one and get rid of all the games and blah blah blah. no yeah
1: i hate hate hearing that
2: well yeah i mean i was i mean i could understand it
1: yeah but
2: uh it still sucks and i did it because you know to make to make money to buy you know games for the new system
0: so you happily got rid of the old ones like you you weren't attached in any way um because you're a very nostalgic person
2: i i was but i just kind of i don't know well you had to get some new games yeah i had to i just
1: rationalized that's that's why he doesn't get new consoles anymore he doesn't sell any
0: of his stuff right at some (laughs) point that 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 stopped You, you you're not a seventh generation guy so at some point you didn't continue doing that yes I mean in 2006
2: is when I really started to get serious about collecting after I started you know I found YouTube and I found the gaming community and so that's when I started to go you know on the hunt and repurchase everything but uh, yeah I don't know I mean I, I've I remember selling my my I remember my parents sold my Colecovision in a garage sale um, oh. after I had got my Nintendo. And then I remember I got the Genesis, so then I sold the Nintendo myself in a garage sale. Um, And then I remember pawning my Genesis to buy Nintendo 64 games
0: because I got one of those. What do you mean pawning? You went to a pawn shop? Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I pawned it. I got like, I don't know, I think I got like 10 bucks for the system and like a dollar per game. I mean, it was terrible. Wait a
0: minute, You, you sold it, you didn't pawn it. You oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sold it. Okay. I
2: sold it to the pawn. Okay. Yeah. Um, See, and, that's kind of –
1: speaking of pawn shops and stuff, It, I like getting some of the games that I got, my dad always took me out to pawn shops. He actually went out for instruments. He played trumpet instead of my brother. So we always went out, and that's probably where I picked up. You know, kind of negotiating with people and yeah. stuff, and going to the flea markets. But I mean, I used to get some games out of out of pawn shops and everything. So someone like you went in and sold their stuff, and
2: yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> I'm curious um, to see how how or here. Do you remember how much you got for it? Oh, yeah, I got nothing. Like, I remember getting a dollar per game and, like, stupidly, yeah. one of the one of the games that I sold to the pawn shop was Castlevania Bloodlines on the Genesis. And I'm, like, still yeah. kicking myself because I remember buying it at Walmart, five bucks, brand new, and playing it and then selling it for a dollar. Just so stupid. That's probably a lot of fun
1: for you. Like, a lot of the times for me to get the games that I rented... That i don't still own those are some Mm -hmm. of the best ones to pick up now though yeah so when you're out and you find something that you grew up with it's pretty pretty
2: cool but i I don't think all that counts for this question because i never really considered that a collection you know like i I feel like i started collecting in 06 so from that that point on that would
1: definitely count i mean yeah. yeah that's what most people say like he said he sold off most of his games at at one point, yeah, and then now he regrets it.
2: So, all right, well, that's cool. I mean, nowadays though, I like I'm not like you. Like you're you're a definite hoarder. Yeah. So, and I, well, I <sighs> should add in too.
1: I I shouldn't say I don't ever sell any video games because I I do do trades and I sell duplicates. But if I don't. If I don't have a duplicate of it, I usually don't sell it, even if it's not a great game. Right. Just, I, I just like to have them. But uh, I do sell off the games when I go out to flea markets. So, because people always ask me, they see me get a box of games, and there's like another Contra or something, you know? Sure. I think you said that when I got one down, and you say, "What do you need another Contra for?" Right. I don't actually sell the Contras; I I keep them. But, uh... <laughs> and you and have it, three it's cool Dark
2: too. Souls or something like that on your shelf.
1: Yeah. Well, it's cool too, because when I got the world record for Contra, it was on my original console with the original game that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So, like stuff like that, i just I just think it's pretty cool still playing on the original
3: one,
2: yeah, nowadays, and I think I mentioned this before i I do go through my collection every so often and I just say, am i do I really even play this, or is this really worth having and i'll you know i'll I'll trade it in or whatever, throw it up on eBay. You so know, it
0: breaks my heart when I see YouTube videos of you see a guy, he looks really downtrodden, you know, something's going wrong in his life. And he's saying, oh, I have to get rid of my beloved games. And you, I've seen a couple of videos like that and I hate watching them. But you, you do. I, I remember uh, J-Boy Pac-Man, um, which is uh, a nice guy on YouTube. He, he got rid of 99% of all his games for whatever reason. Um and it broke my heart to see it. I was like, wow. You know, you spend so many hours collecting and then something happens and you have to let it go.
1: Yep. Yeah. Depressing. Tough. Yeah. All right. So, did we all
0: answer that
2: one?
1: Yeah. And he also asked another thing right after it. He says, Have any of you guys played a Shin Megami Tensei game? If so, which ones and what are your opinions on them? Uh, he says that he's played most of them and his favorites are Persona 3 and 4. And I heard a ton about these games and i never really got into them and i did eventually pick up persona 4 and i played about maybe like 4 or 5 hours of it and the dungeon it just seemed like a repeating dungeon so i played it and i kept going around the same dungeon areas and stuff and i just i just put it down and never came back to it but i haven't played them a, a lot but i'm people always recommend them real highly so i might have to go back and play them but uh have you guys ever
2: played any of this now is, is Shin Megami Tensei? Is that a guy? Is that somebody's name?
1: No, it's a, they have a bunch of Shin Megami Tensei. It, it's a series. Like they have, they're all the personas and um, devil summoners.
2: I think. But w- what so. is that? What is that? Is that a company? W- what does that mean? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, it's the name it's,
1: it's the name of the games.
2: But I thought the name of the game was Persona. Yeah, most of the games it'll be like in in front of it
0: maybe oh, that's so, a subtitle
2: okay so it's part it's the series of games yeah yeah okay yeah i've not played any of them <laughs> yeah but i hear jumble junkie talks about the fighting game all the time oh right. yeah they just came out with one huh what is it called i i don't know persona Four arena yeah it it's, yeah. just came out this year right yeah john how about you
0: i I claim ignorance on this whole topic i have not touched that game and probably should i mean i'm not i don't know i i'm missing a lot of this stuff
1: and i probably would like them a lot because i i always i've watched a lot of anime all the time and they're they're real they're all uh real japanese rpgs so i know i would like them i just i just didn't hear about them for a long time and then i just never really got into them but
2: uh one of these days, one of these days, I'll get around to him. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a question here. Uh, this is from Ten Shinhan. And he says, hey, guys, big fan of the podcast. Keep up the good work. Uh, considering the name of the podcast is Hit Reset Radio, I think this question is fi- quite fitting. What is the point of a reset button on a console? Is it for people who are too lazy to turn <laughs> off the console and turn it back on? Is there a technical reason for it? So I thought that was a really cool question. And uh, I actually went back and I did a little bit of research. And there's not a whole lot out there, surprisingly, about this. Really? But I, there really isn't. Like I saw one thing on Wikipedia and it really didn't have much to say. But... um so okay. I kind of I kind of came up with my own personal theory on this. So you guys tell me what you think. I think um originally the reset button was um meant to prevent like wear and tear on the actual console hardware itself because you know when you when you hit the reset button what it does is it like resets whatever software, you know, right. whatever the game is that you're playing. It just kind of resets. It doesn't necessarily power the system off. So I think when you actually turn the power on and off, I think it does just wear and tear on the internal components because the electricity is running through them and stopping.
0: Well, it's it's a soft boot, is what you're saying. Right,
2: right. right. And I, I I think that's probably the reason. And in, in you know, back in the old days, I was thinking about. You know, like the Atari and even Nintendo and some of those consoles. Like, you know, that was the only way to reset the game. But nowadays, and and, and this kind of leads into a second question. So he says, considering the Wii is the only current gen console that has a reset button, do you think the next generation of video game consoles will not have a reset button? I don't think they will, because nowadays, if you want to reset the game, you can do it through, like, a menu system in the game, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, even on my PS2, I can, I can you know, hit pause. I can go in and I can, like, restart, you know, the game. Or I can exit to the menu or whatever. So I can do it within the game, whereas back in the day, you know, you, you just couldn't do that because the games were just too simple. I like
1: this question because I, I was thinking about it. The reasons that I was thinking is, like, on the Nintendo games with... save feature like the zeldas i always remember reading on the back it said don't just hit the power button hold in the reset button for like 30 seconds or something and i'm pretty sure i mean it would be how i look at it is pretty similar to a computer i mean if uh if your computer just if you just unplug the power there could be electrical spikes and it could corrupt data Uh and things like that so i'm assuming on the nintendo if you just hit the power button, it would it could cause like an electrical spike it doesn't really do that like soft soft reset where it would take that extra time to to make sure all the data is secure and then save the game because mm-hmm. I remember I mean, it never really happened to me, but I was always nervous about just turning the power off on my Zelda game because i was always afraid <laughs> that i would lose all the all the save data you know right. but i mean even <laughs> yeah. even like a like if if your power goes out your computer just shuts off and that you know you want a surge protector and stuff like that so uh, as far as modern things usually things have that built in now you, you know if you want to turn off your pc you don't just unplug it you you could hold in the button for 5 seconds or you could go into the menu like you said and, and power it off right and that's how that's how i think the consoles are now too normally you tell the console to shut down so it saves all the data properly and you don't have any problems Yep. but as far as needing an actual button for it it's not really it's not really necessary now so i don't i don't think they'd still need it do you know do you know if the wii u has it i don't know if it does um i don't know why the wii would have one either i mean it's not really needed. Right. So, I
2: mean, that's that's why I found the question pretty interesting. I like that one. It was it, a good question. It, yeah. it really is. And it, it also got us thinking, like, you know, about our name of the podcast. And um, and we actually have a recorded conversation of us coming up with the name of the show. Um, so, we were talking about this before. And we thought it might be fun to kind of put a little clip up on our YouTube channel, which, by the way, we – we are at 96 subscribers, <laughs> <laughs> and we're really wanting to get to 100. Let's break that 100 mark. No, I posted on, like, our Twitter, and I was like, hey, guys, we
3: really yeah. want to get
2: up to 100, and I think we got, like, two more swaps. Yeah, but you that wasn't great at all.
0: I, I think we need to start a Kickstarter, because we would do fantastic
2: with dollars uh, <laughs> Well, I want to say thank you to those two people. You know, thanks, mom and dad. I. <laughs> thanks, John's mom and dad. So uh, you know, keep a lookout. Go sub to hit Reset Radio on uh, YouTube, and then you'll see, you'll see that video of of the genesis of the podcast name.
1: Yeah, I I do always like your uh, your recaps. You always put up the trailer things. You know, you usually get some funny stuff from the episodes and put them in there. Thank
2: you. Yeah, it's it's really fun actually to to put those together. So I guess that brings us into our next segment, Stuff We've Been Doing. And uh, this is where we talk about, you know, what we've been doing since the last podcast, games. Which has been ages. (laughs) Right. Yeah, this this one has postponed for various sickness and whatnot. So how about John? Why don't you start us off?
0: Uh, Last week I went to the New York Comic Con, which is uh, at the Jacob Javits Center in Manhattan. I've gone there for the last three or four years, and uh, it's it's really growing uh, fast and faster. It's not just comic books, obviously. Um, there's a lot of neat stuff there, a lot of gaming stuff. Nintendo was there. They had the Wii U on display, hands-on. I got my chance to play some of it. Oh, you did? I did, and I got a little bit of footage of other people playing, so I'm going to be putting up some videos soon on my website and my YouTube channel about the, the Wii U console, there was a black one, there was a white one, and there were a couple of games being played, all different ones. There was the zombie game playing that we we, we saw on the uh, Nintendo uh, thingamabob. Uh, there was a lot of cool games, um, so I tried to get as much as I could. What did you play? Yeah, well,
1: I was going to talk about this later, but yeah, we might as well cover it a little bit now, because they, they. I was going to talk about the Nintendo Wii U conference, but uh, yeah, if you got to yeah. play some, what did, you, what did you think of it?
0: It was a little weird uh, feeling in the hands, but that, that just might be me. I, I think no one had problems. I was very curious at looking at other people experiencing it, and Nintendo had people on hand. So when you got the, the controller in your hand, they would walk you through it and explain what you're doing, how to do it. So that was interesting. It wasn't just grab it and hog it. They had people working with you. And Nintendo was very, very adamant in explaining stuff. They had... Uh, a lot of their equipment there, and a very big display. So I don't want to tell too much spoilers, so just you know, wait for my video if you want to see it. But uh, there was uh, most every game we saw on Nintendo's conference call uh, for the E3 up on display, and it looked good. And And people think- were having a good time. There was a couple of weird games. There was like a, a game that I've not seen before. It was kind of like an arrow shooting game, kind of on the cutesy side. But what the guy would do is he'd put his finger on the tablet, pull it back like an arrow, and then move it around and shoot it, which was kind of weird because you have to look at the screen and look at the screen in your hand and look back up to see where you're shooting. So I'm not sure how it works, if it's organic or not, but it might just be me, you know, because I've not seen a game like that. So, But that was there. Um, Capcom was there. A couple of the big players were there. I also uh, got a chance to um, go to the display from... Jersey Jack Pinball, which is a, a new pinball company that um, is putting out the Wizard of Oz pinball machine. Now, if you don't know, there's only one real pinball manufacturer, and that's Stern. So now with Jersey Jack on the uh, on the scene, now we have two. And this is a, a brand new machine. They've been working on it for almost two years. It's very traditional in look, but when you see it, they've got a lot of high-tech stuff in it. They've got uh, LCD monitors on it. And I got a chance to speak to the uh, vice president of the, the direction of business and uh, He he broke it down for me really nice. He went through yeah, the whole game
1: to cut in if you guys like take go over and check out the video that he put up of this because I watched that and Like you can't really explain this this machine. It looks awesome
0: Isn't And it, especially it's, it's that
1: you go, had the guys talking about it right there. It, it looks really cool.
0: Not only was that guy cool, Mm -hmm. you may not know it or not because it's a really obscure video game, but have you guys ever heard of Ninja Batman Baseball or something? Ninja Baseball Batman? Have you heard of this?
2: I have heard of it. I'm (laughs)
0: not sure where. This guy, he made it. He's the guy that designed that video game. (laughs) Did you make a video on that? Well, I've I've been... Video
2: game nerd did, right?
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. I Rolf remember
0: it. seeing a video of it. Yeah, loved it. James Rolfe loved that game. Right. It
2: was an arcade game.
0: I had played it only once or twice, but when he said it, you know, it was such a weird name, I was like, "Yeah, I remember that." He goes, "Yeah, I made that game." Huh. I was like, huh? "You got to be kidding me!" So I've got it. I've, I've been talking to him. His name is Drew, and I've been talking to him today actually, and he's agreed to do an interview with me for Mamecade uh, as I do a review on that game because that's one of the games that. I haven't reviewed yet, and it's right up Mame Cade's alley. Oh, yeah, sport. that's cool. We, yeah, so we're going to be doing that next week. So, yeah, if you get a chance, check out the video for the uh, Wizard of Oz pinball.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll put a link up on, on our website because, I mean, I, I, I go and see pinball machines, you know, and I'm not huge into pinball. I don't know a ton about them. But, I mean, looking at this pinball machine, it just really stands out at you. All the lights on the – not even not, like not even the L, LCD screens – but yeah. the actual lights in the machine and how they set it all up, just it looked really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Each bulb in the machine can play like a multitude of different colors, every single bulb. So they can program it to just really light up like a Christmas tree.
1: Yeah, and it does. And,
0: yeah, and they're, they're LEDs. So it's it's uh, very cool to the touch because a lot of pinball problems is the old-fashioned bulbs used to get hot. They'd burn out constantly. You'd have to change them constantly. These things are like you don't have to change them anymore. Yeah, They're fantastic.
2: Yeah, I saw that video and I thought one of the coolest things were, was when he was talking about the special glass they put in there, like the no glare glass or something. Didn't they patent that?
0: Invisiglass.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought
1: that was <laughs> awesome. Now, now when you were when you were looking at that in person, yeah, did it did it make a big difference?
0: It did. It looked really, really crystal clear. Now I'm not going to say that there was no glare at all. Right. Yeah. There, there was a little glare, but. The real problem that they probably were facing was the uh, the screen would show the movie clips and, You know, we would see it and it would definitely reflect on it because you're having a TV set yeah. right around. So that, I can see that being a problem. So um, he said that they coated the glass with some chemical on both sides so you're not getting a glare from the bottom or the top. Mm-hmm. Genius. It was a great idea.
1: Yeah.
0: So I got a chance to play that.
1: That's cool. You're going to have him while you do a review, <laughs> kind of interview him. That's nice. Yeah, that's going
0: to be cool. We we talked today a little bit uh, online and he said he'd be very excited to do that. So Cool. It's the chances of that, right? So it always pays to have business cards on you when you're going to these things because I, you know, I just introduced myself and I told him what I did and he's like, do you have a business card? And as soon as I took out the business card, because I didn't have my uh, – my pass was not for press. But this yeah. year, I kind of missed the cutoff and I didn't get a press pass. So the first thing, as you know, he's looking at: are you press or are you just some person? Right. So he has to judge if he's going to try to sell me a game, which of course is what they want to do. They want to sell this machine to customers, or does he want to talk about it on the technical side? So, I, you know, I just introduced myself and I gave him a business card, and he was more than happy, as you can see in the video, to tell me all the mm-hmm. the details of the machine. So now, this was our the first run was already
1: sold out, right?
0: Yeah, they sold the first thousand and now a typical new pinball machine goes about four thousand dollars. Now, they're selling it for seven thousand dollars for all the bells and whistles. And yeah. it's a lot more expensive than what a Stern game would cost. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's very different than what a Stern game gives you. So I'm I'm really happy to see that they sold the first thousand. Yeah. In fact, said he sold the first thousand of the special green edition, which is all decked out and they've sold 300 of the standard silver edition and i don't know what the standard edition goes for but i think the seven thousand was for the the emerald city edition it's good
1: yeah it's nice even just getting another another uh player in there you
2: know yeah
0: yeah so there'll be a little friendly competition in the pinball market
2: wait 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 so they're making a thousand machines right and they're selling them for seven thousand a piece yes yep that's seven million dollars.
0: Well, it's expensive to make pinball machines. That's that's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> They've already. I don't think they have them built yet. They have many of them built, but they're using that money to obviously build them. John, um, they're guaranteed. Why aren't Why aren't we
2: starting a pinball company?
0: <laughs> it's not easy, man.
2: You you build them, and, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll handle the. Uh, something
0: (laughs) (laughs) seven million dollars in fact there's a there's a a virtual pinball uh emulating program that you can actually design it's called v pin and a couple years ago me and my buddy james we were designing virtual pinballs on on your screen and uh, you know he would do a transformers theme and i know he still has it on his computer and we would you know put insignias there and design it you'd make play fields and the physics were all there it was awesome and, and I did a, a Dungeons & Dragons version, of course. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Th- th- you can do these things, folks. v look it up. It's, it's fun.
1: I just said, no, that's cool. I didn't know there was a thing that you could do. Like, yeah. design
0: it. You could design it, yeah. And if you're, you're good with that kind of stuff, uh, with schematics, like, <laughs> evidently, our, our friend vintage is very good with schematics. This might be up your alley, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Then, anything
1: uh, else you see out there?
0: I, I also got to meet uh, Rob Paulson, and he's a, a voice actor. Uh, he was the voice of Yakko from Animaniacs, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron, and now he's doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new ones, and he did the, the originals back in uh, 25 years ago. So he was Raphael originally, and now he's doing Donatello. Hmm. So I, I follow this guy on his uh, website. That's and great. he does a uh, a Talking Tunes podcast where he gets uh, other voice actors to come on and, and share experiences. And he, I've been looking forward to meeting him. And he was very nice. And he talked to me for a good 15 minutes on the floor. And we got photos together taken. So he was a, a gentleman. I was very happy to meet him. So that was a highlight.
1: How many people do you think were out there?
0: At the con? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah.
1: How, how big is that?
0: I I wouldn't even know to tell you. The Jacob Javits Center is huge, and it's got three floors. It's got like a, a basement level, the main level, and then it's got this offshoot, which they call, this year was the artist gallery, where they had all the artists and comic artists and painters. It's really big. The Jacob Javits, I don't know what they hold. I usually go on a Saturday. I went on a Friday this time, but I took my wife. She's never been able to get to one, so I took her on a Friday. We were free that day. So it was a little bit more walking room than the Saturday because a lot of people were at work. But it's it's a huge event. It's gigantic. I have no idea what their capacity is.
3: Yeah,
1: you're lucky because I went to the Comic-Con here in Pittsburgh, and it was not big at all. I was a little underwhelmed by it. It was still cool, but uh, I was expecting something big. Like, I mean, not not on par with what you'd see out there, but uh,
0: I think the New York comic con is only second to San Francisco.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I assumed that it was, I no. mean, they have them everywhere, but the Pittsburgh one, I'd probably go back, but it wasn't anything like, like those big ones, you know?
0: Yeah. I was being a jerk because Stan Lee was walking through the crowd. He just come from a signing downstairs and he was going upstairs. So they had like a little contingent of bodyguards around him so that <laughs> he can walk through. And I was be- waiting for the lights to go out and punch someone. I, yeah, I would have be been awesome to punch Stan Lee in the face, but no. no. <laughs> what I was doing, I was being a jerk. I was yelling, you know, you know, step aside, one side, you know, make way for Mr. Lee. And my wife was like, here a <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she puts me straight all the time, and I, I love her for it. So, yeah, Stan Lee was there. I got to meet him. Uh, Lou Ferrigno was there. He got to sign something for my wife. Uh, she wanted a picture. Mr. Ferrigno was not a nice man. Shame on you. You're a grumpy man, Mr. Ferrigno.
2: Why? What happened?
0: He was a grumpy man. We we went there and he's there and he's got all these photos of him, you know, bodybuilding and Hulk and all that. You know, Lou Ferrigno was the original Hulk from the 70s series with, with Bill Bixby. And and he looks up and he looks at my wife and me and he says, you know, because he's uh slightly deaf. So his, his uh, speech is a little strange. And that's probably one of the reasons why he didn't become a big action star. He, he, he has a little bit of a speech impediment. And he says, uh, you know, forty dollars for one picture, sixty for two. I'd recommend two. That's the greeting you give someone who wants to meet you. But John, yeah. John, he's the Hulk. Of course, he's going to be grumpy. I know. I was looking for the light <laughs> switch. I was going to take him out, but it, it was that was the greeting. He was all grumpy, and you know, he signed. We said we'll take one photo, and she picked the photo that that she wanted, and he signed it. You know, and I took a picture of him signing it. And he gave me the nastiest look. In fact, the picture, which I'll give you, Dinky, he's he's looking at me like very unhappy that I took a picture. And my wife said, oh, and she points to a sign. He wants money for you to take a picture of him. <laughs> oh, so man. I guess he got me Did you mad. get away with it? <laughs> so Mr. Ferrigno was not a nice man. I'm sorry. You're there every year. I know you're a faithful, but lighten up.
2: Yeah, you That's didn't right. pay him right for that, did you?
0: No, I didn't pay him. all right. <laughs> Oh, in fact I'm giving him free publicity right now. I'm not paying him. <laughs> so so I met Lou Ferrigno. Uh let's see. Coco was there, Ice T's wife. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Um my wife was upset she wanted to meet the WWE wrestlers, so we, we found the table and and there was only uh Butterbean there. I guess we missed them.
1: <laughs> Butterbean. <laughs> Butterbean
0: was there. <laughs> He's all this this big kind of heavy-set funny-looking guy and I remember watching his fights. Yeah, he was a good fighter, though. So, but uh, the comic con was awesome. So we enjoyed that. And I guess the final thing that I've got to talk about, and and vintage made me feel horrible about about this. <laughs> the uh, The Walking Dead uh, season three. I was all excited. He he tweeted at eight thirty in the morning. You know, getting ready to see Walking Dead season three, and I was all excited. <laughs> And it's it's going to be coming on at nine o'clock, and at eight thirty, I, I said, let me go look at you know whatever previews, and I'm looking for AMC on my TV, and I and I don't see AMC, and I spent almost fifteen minutes looking for AMC, and I found out that AMC and Dish Network, my cable provider, my satellite provider, are having some kind of legal battle. And I haven't had AMC since June. Oh. <laughs> besides for walking, I had no idea. So, so I raced to AMC. That's an advantage
2: laughing. said <laughs> He texted me and he's like,
0: oh, <laughs> what, what did and
2: you just, say? You're like, I don't have AMC. This was a half hour before it was supposed <laughs> yeah, to have <come> yeah. on. Yeah, 8.30 <laughs> PM.
1: And, and you guys texted me because we were going to record. And you were like, we got to push this back because we got to watch, right, the, right. Yeah, we, watch we the
2: initially, opening. Yeah, we initially um, put off the podcast because we wanted to watch Walking Dead and yes. talk about it on the show. It'd yeah.
0: Perfect Halloween segue. <laughs> anyway, so I go to AMC's website and it says blaringly, you know, Dish Network people, if you're blocked out, register with us and you can watch it and we'll, we'll give it to you streamed simultaneously. So I put my name in. Are you a Dish Network customer? I certify that I am. Yes. The site is overwhelmed. I can't get into the site. It keeps crashing and crashing and cra- It's about five minutes to nine. I finally get it through and they say, we've sent you a confirmation email. Okay. I never got it. I'm still waiting for the confirmation email. I missed season three's opening.
1: Easy TV, dude. <laughs>
2: Yeah. easy tv go download that <laughs>
3: oh,
0: well man. you know
2: what i saw the episode and i gotta say it was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> there was so much killing going on they <laughs> definitely got a huge bump in their budget yeah i mean there, there must have been like a hundred got a hundred zombies they killed like john it was great <laughs> you're gonna like it yeah and you know what i i had to laugh because like when it first comes on it says right in the beginning it says uh walking dead season three premiere not available on dish network yeah. and it had like a it had the dish network logo with like a big red x through it
0: yeah it's like not available do, do you know what they're suing dish network because why though okay they had something called voom v-o-o-m which was like a uh, a high def channel I guess that is an affiliate of theirs. And Dish had signed on for a 15-year contract back in 2000-something. They cut off VOOM in 2008 for whatever reason. I don't know. And now AMC is suing Dish Network for breach of contract for $28 billion. (laughs) Because they had a 15-year contract. If they win this case, and this has been going on since I don't know how long, my my dish rates are gonna go through. It'll bankrupt the company. Twenty eight billion dollars. How do you pay that? How do you pay that and get satellites
2: into space? You can't. Yeah, I have Verizon, FiOS people.
0: Yeah. So. Well,
1: I wonder how many viewers they lost because of that? Because they said this was like a record breaking.
0: Could you imagine for if a they drama? Had, yeah. Could you imagine if they had all those Dish Network people?
1: Huge. Yeah, I think they said this might have been the highest viewing of uh, of a basic cable drama ever. Did you watch it, Dinky? No, and I'm—I think I'm just saying screw my friend because I've been waiting for him to watch the last season with me, uh-huh. and he keeps not watching it. And I think I'm just, just gonna say forget it and just watch it. I might download it and watch it all this weekend. There you go. Because I can't be having people talking about this all the time, <laughs> and I can't watch it. I told him I'd watch it with him, but it's been like a year, you know. How so long wait, did you I wait.
2: You mean you haven't seen season two?
1: No, I only saw the first one. Ah.
2: Oh, okay. And the same
1: thing happened with Breaking Bad. I watched up till uh, season four of that. And then we all watched it together. It was me and three other friends. So we always got together and, and watched it. And they, like, I moved across town. So it's I mean, it's partly on me too. But we are, I always tried to plan nights that we could all get together. And it was tough to get everyone together. So I just watched all the Breaking Bads. So I have to do the same with Walking Dead.
0: What's Breaking Bad on? What channel is that
2: on? Um, uh, that's AMC also, yeah. isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry. So you still haven't watched it, John? No. Oh man, that. Well,
2: to me, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I, I think they put it up on on AMC.com. because I remember watching some of the.
0: That's a clip. they put. They used
2: to put full episodes up there. I'm pretty I doubt, sure.
0: I doubt it. I, I, I'll look. Yeah,
2: check it out. You're teasing me. Right? You're just not, messing I, with me. No, they, they, I know they did for like episode, for season one. I know that they did because I had actually missed the, the first episode, and so I went back and watched it online. Yeah.
0: But that was for season one when they wanted to yes. get traction. Now we're at season three. They want the money for the advertisers. They're not going to give it to you for free. Eh, I know. I'm, I'm, always, a I'm always a cynic. I'm always a cynic. You are you?
2: very glass half empty. I am. <laughs> All right, John, did you have any other stuff that you've been doing?
0: No, that's pretty much all I want to cover with that. I'll save other stuff for some other day.
2: Okay. Vintage, I don't think I've ever heard you laugh like that before. Dude, I was... I was. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Like, And I texted him back, and I'm like, I laugh at your misfortune. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was asshole. messed up.
0: <laughs> did you really write that? Yes. He did. Oh, you're such a... D- <laughs> and I said that to my wife, and she says to me, I thought he was your friend. Yeah. <laughs>
1: brother if you ever want to take take things out on vintage let me know so i can uh
0: so i can be a part of the humor no actually actually i i heard that vintage may be coming up my way uh maybe at the end of the month it's a possibility i am gonna take you out buddy you and me yes nice little haunted house i know (laughs) i'm gonna take you and then the lights are gonna go out pal vintage is gonna be like why am i wearing a boxing helmet look (laughs) As long as
2: you take me to McDonald's afterwards, <laughs> get you a Happy Meal. Time. Yeah, I'll be okay. Get him a Happy Meal. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right, Dinky. What about
1: you? What's been going on? Um. Well, one big thing, and we. I think it was the maybe the first episode that I mentioned uh, that I was looking for Sammy Lightfoot, mm-hmm. and I I explained that all in the in an earlier episode. But I was at I was at work and I was listening to um the Operation Kill Screen podcast and. Sinister Moon mentioned Congo uh, an old com an old game I played on the Commodore Congo bongo and i I don't know why I just got the I just went and looked on my phone and checked eBay and I looked up Sammy Lightfoot and there was a copy of it on eBay and in the in when I talked about this before, I always thought that it was on a floppy disk for the uh, disk drive for the commodore sixty four and over the last six years, I've probably only seen it pop up on eBay or Amazon probably, I don't know, maybe six times total. And the Vintage was kind of laughing at me last time too because I bid like 60 or $70 for it on eBay about a, about a month or two ago and got outbid and Vintage was being in again but uh you see the pattern right it's yeah not just me. i know what you mean wait what did i do he don't sent remember me a, he sent me a message on twitter too something how i lost out on it or something yeah
0: yeah but I, uh, I yeah so so this, this auction pop- we're working with folks every month we have to deal with this and he sounds so happy in all of his
1: videos because he's talking about childhood memories and all this light-hearted <laughs> stuff meanwhile he's out there stabbing kids in the back
3: that's right <laughs>
1: But yeah, so I, I go on there and I looked it up and it was actually the floppy disc, which uh, I, I in my memory, I thought that was what it was always on, but I'd never seen it. And I actually picked it up for $20, which is way cheaper than all the other ones, because I just got outbid on the cartridge one for about $70. So I was really happy to get that. Oh. And uh, that's that's mainly the game that I've looked for for the Wait, past. It's a floppy probably... for the
0: Commodore? Yeah. And And what year did that come out? Um, because it's amazing it, that the data is still, you know, it, maybe it, 83. It, it could fail. I mean, that floppies are notorious for failing after you know that it corrodes, it gets messed up. I'm keep it dry,
1: the original, the original disc,
0: keep it in I'm a dry a- place. That's an old disc,
2: yeah. And it actually came just with the disc, too. But uh, is that why it's cheaper, John? Because it's like no, not
0: durable no, I- as the cart not necessarily i mean i it's, it's whatever someone's willing to pay but i'm just telling you know he's looked for this thing so long i'd hate yeah. for him to pop it in and have a read disc arrow one day dinky doesn't yeah. work
1: i i haven't put it in my commodore 64 is over over with my dad ah so you i mean know. either either way i'm just happy to have it back i've i've played the game on emulators and stuff i mean i've played the game but i've just wanted the physical copy back
2: yeah no. I, I wonder if there's a difference between the cartridge and the floppy version.
0: Yeah, the cartridge is faster to load. Mm. I
1: I knew it was always going to be on the on the disc, but uh, I've never played the cartridge one, so
0: mm. I don't know. I
1: don't I don't even know if the sounds would be all the same, but because I know the ColecoVision Vision one, the sounds are different. Yeah. So, but uh, that was really cool. I, I was happy to get that, and then. Um another thing I was talking about on a past episode was nights into dreams HD for the X I got it on the Xbox 360 and uh I loved it just as much as the first time on the Sega Saturn and it's it's only ten dollars so I was really glad to pick that up went through beat all those levels and everything yeah and I, I don't know what vintage you wouldn't know because you don't have an Xbox, but there's this I mean I guess technically you shouldn't do it, but my cousin was up here one time visiting and we bought. A co op game on Xbox Live, and he was on his account and he paid for the game on his Xbox Live account, but bought it on my Xbox. And when he went back down to Louisville, Kentucky, where he lives, since he paid for it, his account was tied to it and he could play the downloaded game. But since he downloaded it on my Xbox, I was also able to play the game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So you can buy Xbox Live games for a half price pretty much anytime you want. It's kind of a cheap trick, but uh hmm. kind of interesting. So, uh I forgot to do that on with Nights into Dreams. I've been wanting him to play it, but uh people could try that out if they're if they're buying downloadable games.
2: If you want to be an ass. <laughs> well, how long how long ago was that that you did it the first time? Maybe a year. Okay, cuz I remember I thought I heard somebody talk about this and and they may have changed it where you can't do that anymore. Yeah,
1: I was I was surprised. I mean, we weren't trying to do it on purpose. He just happened right. to be the one that paid for it up here. Um I think that was shoot many robots. So whenever that came out. Actually it probably wasn't even a year ago.
2: No. No, but, it wasn't. Because we were yeah, talking about was, it on the podcast. Yeah, probably about six months ago. <clears> well, maybe that. if anybody knows that, you know, shoot shoot us some message in the forum.
1: For for the Knights into dreams. If if you guys haven't played it on the Sega Saturn, definitely pick it up. Uh it it looks really good. They they enhance the the graphics on it and you can go back and play the original uh sega saturn version and then also after you beat the game with both characters you unlock the christmas nights into dreams that's
2: awesome that's nice so yeah Yeah. i
1: I love the christmas version it uh it's i play it almost every year before christmas Mm -hmm. so but um another game i've been playing is borderlands 2 and you guys haven't played this right oh no i know vintage didn't (laughs)
0: No, no, I, I, no, I, I saw a yeah. lot of the trailers. Um, that looks like a game I'd like. Actually, the villain uh, looks
1: awesome. It is. It was so much fun. Um, it because you guys know I love playing co op games. I'm mostly playing with my cousin, and uh, Borderlands One, we had a blast with, and this one's just bigger and better. Basically, the gameplay is pretty much similar to the original one. You still run around, and the main game's focus is collecting a bunch of weapons and upgrading your upgrading your character by weapons and shield and stuff like that and you just go around and complete quests and they have the main story quests and then side quests and you could play with up to four people and if if you have a couple friends that are looking to play a game definitely pick this one up it, it's a it's a blast and the villain in this one he's one of the he's one of my favorite villains i've seen in a while he's such an asshole <laughs> he's he's like the stuff he says is so twisted and messed up And he's just such a jerk about it. But uh, it's his name
0: Lufa Rigno, by the way.
1: (laughs) No, his name in this is Handsome Jack. Okay. And uh, as you go through, it was a nice addition over the last one because the last one didn't really have throughout the game a main a main villain. So it was nice to have that added into the game. So it kind of added a little bit more plot. And I thought this one was tied together a lot better. And uh, I still haven't finished. I mean, I beat the main game. But they have a new game plus afterwards and additional additional stuff. And I was planning on playing the DLC that came out already. Uh, It just came out today. So I'm going to be picking that up and playing that. My cousin and I both bought HD capture cards. The uh, HOPOG, the gaming version capture card. And I set it up and uh, I bought this Skype recorder that we use to record the podcast. And my cousin and I were playing through and I recorded all the footage of us playing Borderlands 2 which is about 30 hours. Wow. And it worked perfectly. I just hit record and then hit record on the you know on the Skype and we I could dub the audio over while we were playing. So I get both of our conversations and then all the gameplay. And we played through the entire game and we saved the last quest cuz we stopped we thought it was like the moment of no return so we played it the next day. And for some reason that last file got corrupted. So I have like 29 and a half hours of borderland gameplay and not the ending <laughs> I was so pissed off I was so mad I, I, oh, I was pretty mad about that but uh how much I'm so hard drive space did that take it's a lot every hour is about four gigs okay
0: yeah so how big is that that drive
1: I, I have a terabyte yeah yeah <clears throat> well well it's just yeah it just uses your computer's hard drive. Are you gonna uh, go back and redo it? Because you saved it, right? Yeah. The only th- I was debating because I I was gonna put up the entire gameplay. You know, put it up on uh, on YouTube on on my other account that I haven't uploaded any gameplay on. But uh, thirty hours. Yeah, I would put it up. Why a, not a thirty hour video? No, no, no. no I'd put it up <laughs> with parts. Okay. Yeah. No, I'd put it up with parts. I w- I just wanted to test it out. This is kind of the test because I'll probably put up some Halo, uh-huh. Halo footage. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Without the ending, it would kind of kind of suck. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know?
0: <laughs> Surprise!
2: That's Dinky Dana Plays, right? Your other yeah. channel.
1: Yeah, and I put up a Zelda 2 playthrough on there, and then Contra, <laughs> and that was about it. Yeah. But I am going to start putting stuff up on there, because now that I have this all set up to record, it is really convenient. Um, I don't know why that last thing screwed up, but once Halo 4 comes out, I'm going to be recording a lot of that, because I love... I love Halo. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. All
2: right. Well, I'll go. Um, I've been playing some games, and I, I made a conscious effort to play a lot of, like, quote-unquote scary type games or whatever. Because we're going to talk about some recommendations a little bit later here. I played some a couple that really kind of weren't that good. So I'll, I guess I'll talk about those here real quick. Let's see. Uh, you ever hear this game called Werewolf the Last Warrior? On the the NES. Yeah. Okay. This is a game that I had rented back when I was a kid. And uh, it's by Data East. Came out in 1990. And uh, it's one of these nostalgic games that I just bought real cheap. And so I I was like, okay, well, let me sit down and see if I can play this. And if I would recommend it now that I'm older. And yeah, I would say probably not. (laughs) Uh Um I don't know. It's just—it's not that it's—it's it's not really that difficult, but it's just—it's just not that fun. <laughs> Dinky, do you have anything to add about this game at all? I haven't played it in forever. It, it's kind of like a Ninja Gaiden type of thing, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, you—you you, you start out as a sky, and you get these little W's, and they turn you into the werewolf, and then the werewolf has these big swords, almost like big blades for hands. And so you know you can go around you can like slash at people. Beyond that, there's really, there's really nothing that interesting about being the werewolf. So overall, I'd say just avoid that. Um, then I also picked up this game that I had in my collection for a while. It's called Siren on the PlayStation Two.
1: I just recently
2: got that, and I was, I was
1: debating about. Which games to play so before Halloween, so I'll yeah. uh, hear your review of it. Well,
2: okay, so I got this a while ago, and I only paid five bucks for it. And this came out in 2004, I believe, and it's like uh, it's, it's by Sony, so it's a PS2 exclusive. And premise of the game is it's kind of like survival horror. You, you kind of start out, and you're on this island, and for some reason, there's some kind of ritual and all of a sudden all the water around the island turns to blood and the people on the island turn into zombies except for there's there's like a band of like 10 people that for whatever reason they don't turn into zombies so the premise is that you play as each of these characters but you play in these little little missions so you'll be like one character and you'll have to they'll give you an objective like you have to try to get to this road or you have to try to get to this house and uh, you've got zombies that are trying to kill you. And, um, and it, so it bounces around the island. You play over a period of three days. And the other kind of different thing about this is they, they have this thing called Sight Jack. And, and what it is is somehow these survivors, they gain this ability where they're able to see through other people's eyes. Sometimes you have another person with you. So you can kind of see through their eyes. But you can also see through the zombie eyes. So there's a little bit of a strategy where if you lock on to you know these zombies, you can kind of figure out where they're at. It, it, it's interesting, but overall, I played it for a few hours. And the thing that kills it is the controls. They're, they're just really clunky. Um, do, you, do you walk and then you have to turn separate? <laughs> No, it's, it's not in, like, Resident Evil. Yeah. So it's not the tank controls. You use the analog stick to get around. But the uh, the combat system is kind of clunky, the way that you kind of aim and, and shoot. And it's just, it's very slow. The pace of it is very slow. And it's very segmented. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of average. And it just, after a while, it started to get more frustrating than than interesting. But... It's definitely got that very, it's very kind of eerie and spooky. and
1: Yeah, it always gets really high reviews. And I just picked up, I was thinking about playing soon either th- that game or uh, starting the Fatal Frame series. Because mm-hmm. everybody, those are the two that I've heard heard real high ratings about. So really? I guess I'll go to the uh, Fatal Frame.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I would be interested to hear what you think about Siren, if you ever get to that one as well. But yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Um and then the other two quickly that I'll mention here is I've been I jumped back on the PC. I played the second episode of Blood, which is a game I mentioned, you know, earlier in the podcast. Uh, it's a DOS game, 1997. I also started up Duke Nukem 3D. So I have I have the Atomic Edition, which again, it's DOS based, 1996, and these are 3d realms games and they're on the same uh engine this i think it's called the build engine I, i've been playing duke nukem the last few days and i made it to the end of the first episode um and i'm i'm right towards the very end boss but i i did i ran out of time i was trying to beat the first episode before the podcast but yeah duke is pretty fun. yeah and that's uh, <laughs> a good game definitely um, so that's all I've been playing. And then the last thing is I wanted to mention that, um, I got to be a guest host on the Radical Rascals podcast, episode 27. For those that don't know, this is done by Ben and Andy. They're, um, they're really big contributors to Pete's Game Room Forum. Ben, you know, has been a guest on eight uh, All Gen Gamers and OKS. And, uh, you know, he really knows the stuff. He, uh, he's very well-spoken. Yeah, I noticed that. He speaks yeah. so eloquent It just
0: flows off the tongue from him.
2: I told him. I told him that he was quite the orator.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, and, I yeah, I just enjoy listening to, to him and Andy. Um, Andy's from the UK, and he has a YouTube channel, but he doesn't do a whole lot of videos. He has a few up, but he's also more of a forum guy, and them two are just a really cool combination Every time I listen, he's always talking about Dark Souls.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I love Dark Souls. I want to talk to him sometime about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I just started listening to them probably um, I don't know maybe the last five episodes, mm-hmm. and I mean I've been listening to them most most all the ones they put up, and it, it's a pretty good podcast. I like I like them.
2: It was good, and and I've I've been meaning to do like another YouTube video on our. Uh, channel and just on Hit Reset Radio and just kind of like some clips of us talking and it's kind of funny that the title of the episode is Zero F's Were Given <laughs> because the big topic of the day was, you know, what games you think are overrated and so I thought it was because you didn't let them swear <laughs> so there were no F-bombs No, they self they self-censored uh, the title We Yeah, we went into like talking about Mario and Zelda and I, I we talk- really got
1: to hear some some old vintage going on over there.
0: Yeah, it was good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I talked about how you know I I think Super Mario Three is overrated, and I actually think the second game is the best game. <laughs> Nonsense.
3: Nonsense.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was a good time. Definitely go check out their podcast.
0: What I liked about that podcast vintage is when you were talking to them about. When we have a disagreement about our podcast and what we're going to do in a format, <laughs> because there's three of us, we can do a majority rules vote where <laughs> they have just – it was like a foreign concept to them because it's just two guys. <laughs> right. They're like what do we do if we disagree? We just – yeah. yeah. That was interesting.
2: You know, it's funny you bring that because I didn't want it to make it sound like we're constantly like fighting over here at Hit Reset Radio. (laughs) I thought it was pretty funny how it came up. No, I didn't want. I don't want to give that
1: impression. You're like when Dinky's biting my head off about something. uh, (laughs) I get Mamek to back me up. (laughs) But you know, sometimes you just have creative differences. I swear, I got a death stare via email when I told you we we had to change the date so I could watch the Goonies
2: in the theater. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's okay. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, hey, it's the Goonies, man. Yeah. <laughs> I there was there were a couple things
1: that I wanted to mention when about you being on there. You should definitely watch Twelve Angry Men. They brought up that movie. Yeah,
2: that's that movie old, awesome. yeah, that's an old movie, right? Jack Klugman, right? Yeah.
1: yeah you should watch that. And then uh, I I didn't even know, but when I was listening on there, I guess I wasn't paying enough attention. But they they told they said there was a a compilation that came out for. Flower, Flow, and Journey—the PSN download games. Right, and I, I was, I jumped on that right away. I didn't know there was a uh, I could get hard copies of them because I absolutely loved Flower. That's one of my favorite games on the PS3, even though it's just a download.
2: Did you so find
1: it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a modern release. I don't think it's limited or anything, but I, I just wasn't aware that it was out so. I was real excited to get that. I, I it's coming in the mail in a couple of days. Nice but, uh, sweet. So if anybody didn't know about it, definitely go pick that up. And then and then you were talking about how you were tearing up a little bit at the end of Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. That made me happy. <laughs> I did. I seriously did. I almost tweeted about that, but then I was like, no, that's gonna make vintage seem like a bitch.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm a sensitive man.
1: <laughs> I love that game, you know. That was one yeah. of my one of my favorite reviews that I made. So, yeah, everybody get check them out. It's a good podcast. Excellent. Excellent.
2: Will, do you want to move into our Hot Topics segment, Mr. Dana?
0: Hot Topics.
2: (laughs) There's our soundbite. That's good. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that was just the Nintendo
1: Wii U conference, but that was forever ago now. But I just I was wondering if you guys were going to be planning on picking that up, vintage or not. But, uh, John, (laughs) I mean, are you thinking about getting it?
0: When I saw the old, all the E3 stuff, I was more excited about uh, Slate and Microsoft's thing with connecting it with the iPad and yeah. 360, whatever. But I haven't heard a damn thing about that. So, and now yeah, that I've I mean, actually had my hands on a on a Wii U, I'm kind of leaning to maybe actually getting the Wii U and and putting the old Wii on the shelf and retiring it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm planning on getting it, and I went on to try and pre order and the because I wanted the uh the black 32 gig version one and those things sold out so fast mm-hmm. and I, I missed the pre-order on them. So, uh, I think I'm going to end up camping out for it. My cousin's coming up for Thanksgiving. So we're probably going to go out and camp out for it.
2: Nice. And I'm going
1: to, I'll probably talk about in, in next episode, if we get it up before the Wii U comes out, cause I camped out for the Nintendo Wii and I was up at college and, uh, my cousin was up there with me. And he still says that that was one of his favorite days from his entire freshman year at college. I mean, we had so much fun, so I'll either put up a YouTube video or something. uh, You should. We had a a blast camping out for that, so he's going to come up. We'll probably camp out for the Wii U, because I don't think there's any other way that I'll get it, the the 32-gig version. When is the release date for that? It's the 18th of November. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't see too many games off... Off the bat, that I'm gonna really need to buy, but I I always know I'm gonna I'm gonna want the main games, so I'd rather have it day one, and mm. uh, enjoy it you know right when it comes out. And then the other thing, did you see that the Sony virtual reality head headset? Uh-uh. No. Uh uh No. Yeah, Sony came out with this headset, and it almost looks like the the thing from Star Trek, and you you put it on your head, and basically what it is, it's a 3D. It, it acts like a monitor. It has two screens in there. And it's the equivalent of watching a 150-inch television screen from 12 feet away in 3D. And oh. I'm really curious to see what it's like. I mean, apparently it's supposed to be pretty clear.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it. it it's kind of big. I mean, it looks...
2: Oh, yeah. It looks like Geordie LaForge. Uh... Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it's kind of big, but... Uh... I don't know. I mean, if they start putting stuff in there where you can move your head around and things, because I remember playing that a long time ago where they had that way back on the I played Duke Nukem. And if I turned to the right, I could see to the right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that could really add some stuff to gaming. Um, That's
2: pretty sweet. Or you know what? It kind of reminds me of more is like classic RoboCop.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah, Like the, the kind of thing that went over his eyes there. Uh huh.
1: And, I mean, I've always – everybody's always thought about that stuff, you know, whether – if you could actually get a virtual reality type of heads, headgear thing. And uh, I'm wondering how, how well this will work. And I'm not really sure i whether it's – whether you could actually turn your head. It didn't seem like that's what it was. It just seemed like uh, like it was just a 3D display, hmm. not so much in, uh, in an interactive virtual reality headset. But uh, cool nonetheless. So I, I like looking at that. It looks pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, it looks awesome.
1: And then, uh, well, another thing we'll talk about, but Vintage, I guess you can go into that. What? The Happy Console Gamer movie.
2: Yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> it said, did
2: you watch? You watched it, obviously, right? Oh, yeah, I watched it like that Sunday that it came out. Yeah, I watched it right when it came out, too. What'd you think of it? Oh, I thought it was great. <laughs> I
1: thought it was awesome, too. I, I put up a video about the Sammy Lightfoot, and I had to put that in in, in the beginning. Yeah. My I still think the funniest thing is when when <laughs> Rob Man comes out and he's like, they go into Johnny's apartment and there's the zombies in the hallway and Rob Man comes out <laughs> and Johnny's like, like they're nothing. He's used to the zombies right, right. and the zombie neighbors <laughs> and yep. Rob Man's face, he gets so scared. Like, oh, I was howling. And there were there were a
2: lot of really funny moments. Yeah. So yeah. I I had a lot of fun watching that. I have to say, I think Rob Man
0: actually stole the show. Yes, I, <laughs> I I tweeted him. I said he, uh, his acting was excellent. Yeah
2: the, yeah, the whole thing about when he dressed up as like Solid Snake. And, oh, yeah. it was, and he was breaking into that guy's house. Like, oh my gosh, that was great. And. <laughs>
1: Johnny was talking on our podcast how he was nervous what people would think and stuff, but
3: yeah. Oh
0: man, excellent, excellent Rob man. <laughs>
1: if you're a fan of gaming, especially retro, uh, you got to check it out. And he put it up for free, so we'll put a link link to that so you can watch it. You can watch the whole movie for free on YouTube. Yeah, and it, it it was surprisingly HD too. It I mean,
2: looked really good. Um, yeah. I watched
0: it on my on my uh, iPad and it was it looked fantastic and the special effects were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. good Go. job, man. Everybody check that out.
1: I, I think it was about an, a little over an hour, maybe like an hour and five minutes or something.
2: And what did you think of Gamester's cameo appearance?
1: <laughs> I was totally not expecting that. <laughs> I know. Talking, they've been talking about that for like a year on the podcast and all that, and
2: that is not what I was expecting at all.
1: Yeah, oh, man, it was so out of like
2: left field. Yeah that that whole yeah I was that was so freaky actually that that first fight scene with that. <laughs> With How that, he's running around like that. And did you guys see the? Uh, I made like a little yeah. meme You're, or whatever it's called. A meme. Yeah, a meme. <laughs> what you did? Yeah, I did of of Gamester and and it, it's. Oh, I missed it. Where Where is it? I posted it in the um All Gen Gamers forum, but also on Twitter. So it's yeah, probably okay. in my yeah i'll go look at it but yeah it's basically like gamester and i took a uh, image a still from like the movie with gamester and it just says a monster bit my balls off <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was funny yeah.
1: <laughs> very cool though yeah. yeah so glad i got a chance to watch that i'm wondering if he's gonna come out with the dvd version i'd definitely buy one of those yeah yeah
2: yeah i'd, I'd be on board for that
1: so yeah i guess vintage uh that was kind of your topic over there but uh
2: what else what else were you all right um yeah um a couple things here um there was a quick thing that came out with star trek i guess they announced the official name of of the next movie so it's gonna be called star trek into darkness um and i think that sucks very vague as as a name
0: (laughs) especially when you're flying in space
2: and yeah I, i don't know uh and then they i guess they showed like a like a millisecond clip of um, from the movie on Conan O'Brien. They had some guy on there. I can't even remember who it was. But yeah, they showed like this clip and it showed basically Spock in some kind of a environmental suit. And apparently he was inside of a volcano. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all that I saw about it. But
0: that's it. That's what they showed. Yeah,
2: it was like a millisecond. How huh. excited are you? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely gonna go see this movie when it comes out. Like, I'll yeah. be there. You know, like after a couple weeks when nobody's in the theater. Oh, really? I'm not gonna go like opening opening night. I never go opening night. Mm. Opening weekend. Yeah, I don't like crowds or anything. So, <laughs> um, so that's that. Um. <clears throat> Last thing I wanted to mention was the uh, Ready Player One contest has ended. It actually ended back in August, and I forgot to talk about it. And now I can kind of run through all the games now briefly because it's over. So if you, if you guys never heard of it, Ready Player One it's this book that came out. And uh, it's set in the future, but it's all about, you know, 1980s uh, movies and video games and, you know, very geek culture, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And virtual reality, like I was talking about. Right.
2: (laughs) And so cool book. Yeah. And in in the book, the whole thing is there's like this Easter egg hunt, you know, and if you if you figure this out, then if you find this egg, then you win this massive fortune. So the author of it is named Ernie Klein. He uh, basically did a uh, promotion where, you know, you have to find an Easter egg in the book and it tells you to go to this website. And uh, you have to do three video game challenges, and at the end of it, you win this. Uh, uh, you can win a DeLorean. Okay. So I, I I started this off. I was very psyched about this in the beginning, and I I ended up finding the first uh, challenge, which was an Atari 2600 game called The Stacks, and so it's based upon the character in the book, and the and he lived in these gigantic like. Towers and they were basically mobile homes that were stacked on top of each other all the way up to the sky. So you had to go through, and I actually recorded footage of this, and I plan to do like a review of that game eventually. Uh, so I have recorded me playing that whole thing and beating that. Um, and, and, and one thing I have to admit at this point is that I didn't actually find the Easter egg in the book, I just started Googling things randomly. And I googled the name of... I googled Anorak's Almanac. Because that that that's like the guide in the book that they follow. And when I googled that, it took me to the... I found a link and it took me into the first gate.
1: <laughs> so you cheated.
2: I, I don't think I cheated. <laughs> I think necessarily I was just... You know, I just got lucky. So yeah. I don't actually know where the actual web addresses hidden in the book but whatever (laughs) so the second game and this is where i got turned off is the second game was like a facebook game and you had to go and you had to go through and it was this virtual garage sale thing and you had to collect a bunch of items and i think gamester might have beat it and he was telling me that you had to like pay money you know, and so I got really turned off. Really? Yeah.
0: Had to pay real cash? I had to...
2: to pay real money and I, to do certain things. And I think you didn't have to, but if you paid money, it would significantly reduce the time. Um, Why would he pick
0: that as one of the challenges? It doesn't make sense.
2: It was made by some guy. <laughs> that it was, like, made by a guy that was, like, one of his idols or something like that. Oh. Um, I think it was, like, kind of, like, a scheme to make money.
0: (laughs) That's what it sounds like. I I don't want to say say that flat out, but it's... Well,
2: I don't know. I mean, it kind of... It it did turn me off, so I kind of bowed out at that point. But if you made it past that, the final um, challenge was you had to set a new world record for Pac-Man, Joust, Black Tiger, uh, Robotron 2084, or the... Atari 2600, uh, version of Joust. Okay. So it was those five games and those were all games that were, it had something to do with the book. And so, uh, eight days into like August is when this one guy actually set a world record for uh, the Joust Atari 2600. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And so, he uh, he ended up submitting, I guess, the, the you know, I don't know how they confirmed it, but he ended up winning it. And so he went on X play and you can actually go out there and watch the video of it all. And uh, he went on X play and Ernie Klein, you know, gave him the keys to the DeLorean. And yeah, it, it, it was pretty awesome. And, and now that it's all done and I I, I I have to say. I totally could have beat that guy. I, I totally could have done it faster. <laughs> but uh, no. But yeah, my aversion to Facebook and that kind of stuff, it just yeah, took me out of the running.
0: The aversion to Facebook and actually paying money. Exactly. Yeah.
2: My cheapness. Yeah. But I totally could have I totally could have set that record
0: faster. What what game would you have played that you could beat the world record?
2: I probably would have played the same one because I, right. I yeah because I have my Atari here and it would just be easy. I could plug it in. I could record the footage. <laughs> it would be it would easy. Would just be
0: easy. It would just
2: be easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be easy to record. I'm not saying it would be <laughs> beat the record, but
0: like I was it's coming th- from the guy that just admitted moments ago he cheated to get the second
2: <laughs> I didn't cheat. I was, you know, I was um How can we so- trust you to
0: uh, you might cheat on the game now. How can we trust that? I don't know. They have
2: something. They had some kind of process, I, I assume. But um, yeah, because I was thinking about, it. I was gonna go like hardcore, like at midnight on August one. You know, I was gonna log on and find out what is what do I need to do, and I would have like taken days off of work. Oh, I, mean, really? I, I was I was gonna be serious about this <laughs> at the beginning, with your uh, Cheetos or. Right, my chinos. <laughs> yeah. so, wait,
0: this was this was an actual DeLorean, not a DeLorean like from the movie from Back to no, the Future. No, it
2: was just oh, uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't like all decked out. But he right. did he did add a flux capacitor.
0: He did okay, yeah,
2: which was pretty neat. And yeah, and he like had it, you know, make sure it was all fixed up and you know, V six engine and all that stuff. Huh. Uh, and yeah, I think yeah the guy's name is Craig Queen. He's the guy that that won it.
0: Does he have to pay tax on that vehicle?
2: I I would assume so. Huh. Which is another reason that maybe I didn't want to do it because you have money. Huh. I don't have any money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe I could do a yeah,
2: Kickstarter. Pay yeah, the taxes. Pay off my taxes for the yeah, pay the taxes. the DeLorean
0: that I won by cheating. <laughs> John. Yeah, dude.
2: Hot Pockets to talk about? What's Uh, your favorite Hot Pocket, John?
0: Hot Pockets? I don't know. The one with the pepperoni in it. I don't know.
2: I like the the Philly steak. Ma, Hot Pockets!
0: (laughs) I'm Italian. I don't like Hot Pockets. I make a real calzone.
2: Oh,
1: man. So, yeah. So, what, what, uh, what topics you got over there?
0: I want to know... Uh, vintage. Did you know yesterday was the 20th year anniversary of the Sega CD add-on for Genesis?
2: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, I just found that out today, and I know that you're a big Genesis fan. What I, do you think about the Sega CD?
2: I never had one when I was growing up. The first time I played it was in college. Um, I had a buddy that had one, and I played Sega. Uh, yeah, I played Sonic CD, and I thought it was awesome, and yeah. was probably my favorite. Sega CD game,
1: I like Sonic CD a lot yeah. too. It's yeah. really good, I think. Because you were talking about that on the other on the uh, Radical Rascals, right? Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, about I, Sonic. I like that. He said he. I think it was Andy said he didn't like it a ton, right? Right. right.
2: He didn't. I played it. I played it a lot later too because I didn't grow up with the Sega CD either. Yeah, I, I think all the FMV stuff. I think it's all crap. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but I think there are a handful of you know definite definite gems on there and. Back then, though, it was really cool. I remember, because my friend had one, and mm-hmm.
1: I remember seeing Eternal Champions, and I thought that was like the greatest thing ever. But I mean, the FMV stuff, I, I it was really cool back then. I mean, I, I didn't know that they'd be able to do that stuff. I mean, it's not good looking back on it, but when that first came out, it was it was pretty neat.
2: I don't know. I mean, even back then, I thought it was kind of a gimmick, and I thought it was kind of cheesy, and... I didn't. I didn't think it was fun at all. I mean, because you really can't do a whole lot with it. Yeah, you just
0: watch it. You just watch it.
2: Yeah, and you, you know, you do. You push buttons at certain times, and I don't know.
0: <coughs> Dragon's Lair. It sounds like my Dragon's Lair.
2: <laughs> it's not as good as Dragon's Lair, of course.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. <laughs> you. Do you remember what it was? Uh, what did it cost when it came out? Do you remember that? Was it more than the console?
1: Uh, no. ugh, that's a good. It idea. was pretty expensive. It was putting me gets, on the spot. I couldn't you. get
2: it i'll I'll look that up. You go talk about something else,
0: okay. well, all right. And another thing that I've noticed in the last few days on YouTube and Twitter, a lot of people have been talking about the changes that YouTube is doing. They've been doing a lot of changes recently, and it seems to a lot of folks that they're shifting more to cater to professional content providers and TV and movie companies and moving away from the average guy who decides to make a video um, people that were monetizing at a certain rate a year ago have been reporting that their their money is going down a lot videos are getting harder to find Gamester just made a video that uh, he doesn't like the new format and he thinks it's a hard way for people to find his channel and he's having a difficult time finding new other channels so I I don't know if you guys agree. Do you feel like YouTube is, is now that we've built it, we, the community of, you know, we, we sometimes we, we make money. You know, sometimes the, if you're a small time person, you make a few cents here and there. You're definitely not going to buy a house with any money from YouTube unless you're some monster person. But do you feel yeah. like they're, they're kind of shifting now? They've got movies. They have uh you the know streaming live streams stuff. yeah the live streaming they have concerts and you know I watched the presidential debates on it recently it's it's not the same youtube as of a year or two ago mm-hmm. well i noticed it i mean it's just harder to f- to
1: see people even that i'm subscribed to Absolutely. i miss videos i mean i come on and try and find them but i mean it, it used to be you would see every video that somebody put up and it was hard to miss I mean, unless you didn't want to watch it, you wouldn't watch it. But um, now there's there's people's videos that go by in my subscription box, and I don't even see them. And then I go to check out that person's channel later, and I see that they had a video from two weeks ago, you know?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't know. As far as, like, the professional content, I mean, they, they started that – when did they start putting conferences and stuff on there? That was probably a year ago maybe, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't I don't really see a huge issue with that, but I, I don't know if they're going to start getting – to where they focus more on promoting the big videos rather than you know the the small smaller people putting up videos but uh i don't know i really hope not
0: <laughs> me too me too
1: cuz i mean that's that's the whole reason that it's successful is anybody can put anything up that they want yeah so how about you vintage
2: well i mean i've definitely noticed in the last few months like views are down i and i think that's it's, it's because of that the way that they're presenting the subscriptions now it's yes. horrible. Um, yeah, um but I'll tell you what. Um I I feel like I'm just I'm in this for the long haul. Like I don't feel I don't feel deterred by it. You know, there's still people watching. If I get I'm averaging like around 1000 views and I'm totally happy with that and I'm I'm happy with people like commenting and um I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, and because it's fun for me and, you know, we all, we always say this, like the the second it stops being fun, then I'm not going to do it, but I am enjoying it. And, um, you know, I have a set number of videos that I absolutely want to get done and I'll just kind of reevaluate, you know, if I get to a certain point. But one thing I want to mention is like, if you're having a problem and you feel like you're missing people's videos, you can hover over, the subscribe button on somebody's channel and it'll give you a little check box and that you can click on there. It'll say, email me for each new upload. So that's something that you can do. They've had that feature for a while. Um, and it'll actually give you an email, you know, in whatever email is tied to your account. And it'll be like, Hey, you know, dinky finally uploaded another video, uh, <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so you may, maybe you want to do that for like, you know, your, you don't want to do it for everybody because then you're going to be getting flooded. But yeah, I mean, I would I would do that for like you know my top ten or something like that.
0: Yeah, I actually didn't know that you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple of people that I get an email. I don't I don't want to miss them, so I have them emailed to me. Yeah. All right. And what about uh, recently? You called me saying they switched the you know, the front page on you. You were going nuts for a while. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. You <laughs> saved me actually. Yeah. so yeah i know it, it was really weird because i have my desktop and i also have my laptop and for whatever reason i logged onto my laptop yeah. you know a week or two ago and i had this weird home page like john had been describing
0: you you thought i was crazy when i was because <laughs> i was the only person you guys knew that had this issue and you're like oh yeah google is messing with you well
2: you tend to have these things happen to you before everybody because of your you know. Some bizarre connection you have to Google.
1: The anal probing.
0: Right. <laughs> right. But uh, I so, yeah, my, I. I uh, this repository is vibrating right now. <laughs> <laughs> Google so, is contacting me.
2: So, yeah, I think I, I sent out a tweet about it. And John came to my rescue and basically said, well, you know, if you go in and I'm using Firefox. And he said, if you go into your browser history and your cache and all that, if you. If you just totally erase that and empty that out and then you, you know, close out and then go back in to Firefox, then you'll have the old YouTube homepage. And so sure enough, it worked. And that was a few weeks ago and it hasn't come back.
0: See, that's what's weird because you had two different computers. One one stayed just the way it was. And your other computer suddenly for no reason, uh, YouTube decided to implant a particular cookie that changed the way it displayed. Mm-hmm. That's weird. What?
2: Very weird. Yeah. But I don't know. And you did this trick even longer right ago than than I did cuz
0: when oh, did you yeah.
2: do when did you do it to yours?
0: Months and months ago okay. and it hasn't happened on any other computer or again on the same computer.
2: Yeah. And I think there's a fi- there's another similar fix if you use Chrome I don't yeah. know about Internet Explorer, but, you know, you guys can probably Google it and, and see the solution.
0: Yeah, basically it's a it's a cookie that's being put on the way your browser is using YouTube, and uh, it defaults it to a different thing. So just clear that out. There are other ways to walk around it, but that's the easiest. Yeah. Weird. They're going to get you, Dinky. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. Oh, I it. believe it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go into our, our final segment here. Uh, hit reset recommends and for this time around we've picked we're going to talk about uh three or four you know scary games or movies that we would recommend in the spirit of halloween and this time we're going to do we're going to do it the right way we're going (laughs) to (laughs) each we're each going to do i'm not going to just shoot through my list here
1: i was so surprised you (laughs) did that last time because you're normally so picky
2: I know, that. I know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> You're um, excited. So, Dinky, why don't you get us rolling here with uh, with your first recommendation?
1: Alright, I guess I'll go with the game first. And I already mentioned Eternal Darkness. That's one of my favorite horror games. But my other f- favorite is Silent Hill, the original one on the PlayStation 1.
2: I, have you guys played this game? You know what? I I haven't. I've heard really good things about it, but I kind of like cut myself off and I said, I'm only going to collect Resident Evil games. You're kidding, right? (laughs) No. I'm going to cut
0: myself off. I I am. The limit.
1: Well, you have to get this one after you're done with your Resident Evil collection then. Okay. (laughs) Because it is, I got it right when it first came out and it is so creepy. I mean, the the main thing that I remember and was, what was one of my favorite things about it is you start out in the beginning of the game and you lose your daughter. Or the main character loses his daughter. And you're, you're wandering around this town and it's covered with fog. And I just remember it was so eerie. You pick up this radio and it has static when enemies are nearby. But there's so much fog that you can't see very far into the distance. Yeah. And you're walking around this town and you just hear your radio go off, and it is, it is creepy. I mean, the sound effects, all the music that they use is really, really well done. And, I mean, I, the whole series is good. Uh, Silent Hill 2 is also really good, but um, Silent Hill was my favorite. And my mom was just out at a garage sale, and she picked up a copy of it for $2. And it's normally like a forty dollar game or something. So I was happy to get that one back. But another cool fact about hey, you this, got your
0: mom shopping for games for you for old retro games. Yeah, this is the first time <laughs> she's awesome. Ever got me,
1: it's the first time she ever got me a game, and uh,
0: she had wait, no wait, idea. Wait. she she makes you Amish costumes and buys games for you when she's out <laughs> at, at flea markets.
1: Yep. <laughs> Holy crap! That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and and it was funny too because she called me and uh, I missed her call. And she was just going through this stack of games. She said they had a ton more. And they didn't all have cases and stuff. And I'm just wondering what else they had. Because, I mean, Silent Hill is a pretty rare game. And I've been looking for it for a while. I did get a copy on eBay a while ago. And the guy said that the disc was in good shape. And it was it was ripped up real bad. So I was pretty bummed about that. Yeah. But uh, another cool fact about Silent Hill is in, in a uh, town called Centralia. It's in Pennsylvania. It's about probably, I don't know, maybe in... Maybe three hours from me. I think it's near, closer to Philly. But there's a town that Silent Hill was based off of. And what happened in this town, they had coal mines down below the town. And the coal mines caught fire. And it started creating fissures in the ground. And the town actually has fog coming up through the ground. And it's still going on today. It's It's been like that for, for
0: years. And it they tried to... Like it's smoldering. It comes up like the smoldering embers of the coal yeah awesome. yeah it
1: comes up and and that's what he got an idea for silent hill on and to base that town on in the movie and uh i still haven't been there but i want to go check it out they tried to get every they tried to force everyone to leave but some people said they weren't leaving and they couldn't get them to move so there's still like i think like eight or nine people still live in the town whoa but uh yeah it's a this crazy so
2: cool yeah
1: it's a cool uh i want to go up there sometime and see it
2: go make a video
1: of it <laughs> I know. I'm wondering. I wonder if it'd actually be cool, like once you actually get there, you know. But um,
2: if you it, didn't get murdered, then yeah. I, know.
1: <laughs> go, go, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, if if you look at take go onto, uh go to YouTube and just look up like Silent Hill alley scene, mm-hmm. and I mean, just the way that they use the camera and the sound effects, it's freaking scary. <laughs> Vintage, you might not be able to handle it with your yeah fear of. Fear of haunted houses and scary things. But uh, yeah, yeah, even – I mean if you – because it is a little bit expensive. But uh, at least go onto YouTube and look up like the alley scene and – or at least to just see that home – like the town that it's all foggy in. Yeah, It's it's one of my favorite horror games. So I'm probably going to pop that back in and play it now that I have a copy of it again.
0: I think uh, I'm going to say The Seventh Guest. Which was a PC game back in 1993. Uh, I remember this game because it was one of the first games that came on CD back then. Uh, it was only a few, Myst being another one, and it, it was one of the games that actually made the CD a viable thing because it was too big for the floppies. And um, it, it's it's a it's a good game. It's not super creepy like Silent Hill, but for what it was, it was uh, it was a fun, exciting kind of spooky kind of game uh horror with a light touch so maybe vintage might want to play this
3: <laughs> will you guys stop, <laughs> stop.
0: <laughs> i was waiting to see how long you would let
1: that go <laughs> i was probably gonna bring it up for everything that i mentioned here vintage yeah. until you said something
0: <laughs> yeah the seventh guess is a fun game and they've even made a modern version that you can play on like ios uh, so that's cool. I, I wanna take a look and see if I can do that because my PC version I lost that a long time ago and I don't want to emulate it necessarily. So I might even download it on my iPhone and, and be able to play that on the go, which is cool. So Seventh Guest is, is a fun, kind of spooky game and it's got a lot of history to it. So that's my recommendation.
1: Uh, yeah, I just I just got that at a uh, at a thrift store for three bucks, the big box version of that. Nice. Oh, wow. And that is one of the games. I mean, that was one of the first games I had ever seen on a on a disc on a computer. Right? It yeah. was over at my uncle's. And it. I mean, it was it, that and Mist. Those are the two games. And they really were, I mean, back then, they were huge. And it, it, it is a great game. I
0: think I actually bought a CD player to play Myst because I yeah. didn't have it on my computer. they like $300 a drive then. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, back then.
1: Oh yeah. That's why I didn't have one. I played it for my uncles.
0: Very expensive. And they were like times two times four speed. I know.
2: <laughs> it was horrible. It's crazy. Then what was that? Like twenty years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Are there but, other but, games in the in this series? I know there's eleventh hour.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the, um, the next one. The
2: Eleventh yeah. hour. A th- oh, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Third installment was started but never completed mm-hmm. due to the demise of the company. Um, I thought a fan.
0: I thought a fan. Yeah, was Rob
2: Landeros attempted to create an official third installment titled Seventh Guest Part Three: The Collector." V- Vintage, did you play the Seventh Guest? No, I, I, oh, not. Um, I should. heard of it. Um, I've heard of it from other people. And it, I know it's available on GOG.com. I'm looking right now; it's 9.99, which, but they always go on sale.
0: Yeah, that's a little steep right now.
2: Yeah, that seems kind of high. Um, but no, it, it, I'm looking at it, and it looks kind of cool.
1: That is one of the like just classic, it's PC classic games. It's like point yeah. and click, right? Or, and I think I remember that. Well, Myst, I remember being very difficult sometimes, but uh, mm. Seventh Guest, I don't think was. Quite as difficult. You might need a little, a couple game facts. was a puzzle
0: game with a horror kind of genre.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was young, Mist was like, man, you'd get stuck and you were stuck.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, Mist was. That's a,
1: that's a good one, though.
0: hmm. I really love uh, your choice, Vintage. I, I love this choice.
2: I'm going way back to Haunted House on the Atari 2600. (laughs) (laughs) What game was that?
0: (laughs) What game? See, I'm not afraid. You're not afraid of playing Haunted House on the 2600? No. You're not afraid because you still got your Ghostbusters costume in the closet. (laughs) No, I don't. I still can't believe you punched that guy, John.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was totally not expecting a story like that. That is great. You know, every I, time I, I'm in I, a haunted house, I'm gonna think of that now.
0: I, I totally every time I listen to our our podcasts, there's at least one thing that I say that I'm totally not proud of that makes me look like a real. <laughs> it lowers my standards every time. That's gonna be that one's deception. No way that that makes you look way better. Yeah, I, I think, so you know how many yeah. people
1: get picked on and stuff like that. They always dream of doing that. Half oh. half TV shows are about that. <laughs> I everyone <laughs> dreams
2: of getting revenge like that. I think it makes you seem cooler than you actually are. Oh, Ooh. I'll take that as a <laughs> Um. So, yes, Haunted House, one of my favorite Atari games. You play as as a pair of eyeballs and you go through this dark mansion, you know, Haunted House, and you're trying to collect pieces of this this urn. So you go through the house, and I think there's like four different floors, and it's pitch black in there. Uh, You have the ability to light a match, which will give you temporarily like a little thing of light that surrounds you, like a little ball of light. And so that's how you're able to go and find these items. And there's monsters like ghosts and things like that that will, you know, are trying to get you. And uh, it's it's actually kind of creepy because... You know, it's totally silent um, except for when you walk. It makes these little footprint sounds, and then sometimes there'll be lightning that will flash, and there's like this lightning sound effect, and uh, it'll blow out your little match that you've got. Yeah, it's it's very cool game. What do you guys think about it? I, I like how it.
1: the eyeballs look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, I mean, it is it's a cool effect.
2: Yeah, it, it's just good. it's just so good, and uh, it's very. I think it's pretty cheap. To find- yeah, yeah, it is. Uh-huh. I, I see
1: a lot just in, in the common like Atari bins, you know, and flea markets and stuff. There
0: are a ton of them. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, it's nice also because when your character moves, you got to imagine this is a top down. You're looking down kind of like a maze in a way. Right. And as you move your joystick, whatever direction you move your joystick, your little eyeballs will kind of move in that direction and when you get hit by a ghost or one of the bad guys like the lightning around. strikes and it yeah. flashes and your eyes go all googly right the eyes spin around <laughs> spins around like cuz there's no body you're just a disembodied eyeballs floating well, that's what
1: i like about it cuz it's almost like you can imagine that the body's anything
0: yeah you know you have you know? feet because like vintage says you hear your footsteps yeah so you've got feet and and you put the light on. Even with the light on, it's just a halo of light around you. So when you have pieces of the urn and you get hit by a ghost or a spider, do the pieces get lost randomly again? I forgot.
2: I think so. Yeah, you have to okay, go. So back. the whole
0: point is to get three pieces and get out. Right. Right, so that's how you. That's
2: where vintage is good at.
0: He's he's good at the getting out part, right?
2: <laughs> and I've heard I've heard some people refer to this as like the first survival horror game. I don't know, I don't really know if that's true. Oh, I'd,
0: I'd say so. I I mean, I could see that. Really? Yeah. Sure. Right. Like like Dinky said, it's all in imagination. Yeah. So. And and it's cool because the sound effects on the Atari obviously are not that great, but you do hear like a wind blowing as the enemy gets closer, and it gets louder as they get closer. Yeah, and the lightning sounds really good. Uh It totally works for it works. Twenty six hundred. Yeah, the I like the best thing about that game. One of the best things, the art on the box or the yeah. Remember the art? It was creepy. It's like got this like face and the mat upside down. Right awesome artwork. Yep. Atari 2600 games had great artwork, the original ones. Yep. Good choice.
2: Thank
1: you. I'm going to go with a movie. A lot of people probably already know this movie, but it's my favorite, and it's Psycho from 1960. Have you guys seen this?
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: Vintage, please tell me you've seen it. I don't know. I've seen the shower scene. Really? <laughs> You haven't seen this Americana. Movie. I don't think I've seen the whole movie. Generally it's it's rated
1: as the number 1 horror oh, film. Man. And uh I don't know. I mean it's it's just different than most other horror films. It's not where it's all about suspense and psychological horror. Yeah. And I mean yeah, the shower scenes the most well known. I'm pretty sure almost everybody's seen that, but yeah. the way they build up The suspense and you don't, you know, trying to figure out what's really going on, and then I don't know the ending. I just absolutely love it, but uh, I don't want to give too much of this of the of the story away. But Mm -hmm. it's not really one that's going to make you jump and you know startle startle you that way. It's more just psychological.
0: The part with the stairwell when he comes up the stairs slowly. Yeah, I jumped out of my skin the first time I saw that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean. It's really hard to explain why it's that good, but yeah. um, I, I just absolutely love it. So I figured if we're talking, I, I watch it a lot of the time right around Halloween. So I mm-hmm. figure people, most people, will probably know about it and have seen it. But uh, if you haven't, definitely check that movie out.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Psycho's good one. All right, this is uh, this is gonna be a film also, but this was a made-for-TV film. I think it was on ABC. Way back in 1973. And it's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Now, I, I'm sure I didn't see it when I was I was three in 1973. <laughs> but but it, it would play on TV over and over. In fact, uh, it developed a cult following. I think in 2011, they remade it for modern. Yeah. Uh, but it, I didn't see that one. The Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, the TV version. What, what it was, was a, a husband and wife bought us, bought this house. Or they inherited a house, I think. And there's a uh, a kind of a handyman janitor that's been looking after the house for the last 50 years. And you know, as they're going through, there's a, a sealed plate over a fireplace. And he says, yeah, we sealed that up a long time ago. Just leave it alone. And the wife can't leave well enough alone. And she kind of opens it. And living inside this fireplace, which ends up opening up into like a subterranean basement sub basement area i don't know these little goblin like creatures that would call her name hauntingly and they would come out only when the lights were out and this is what was freaky because she would be tormented by these guys they they would be tormenting her and they'd call her name in whispers and throughout the whole movie she's going mad and there's a part where she hears the voices and she flicks on the switches and you see these little creatures and they the light burns their eyes and they scream and one collapses and they drag them out. It's like they are a community together bent on killing this woman. It freaked me out so much as a kid. (laughs) I would have nightmares. I distinctly remember there's a a scene where there's some flowers on a table and when you see the flowers, you see all the flowers, but then there's a part where all their little faces are inside the flowers like peering out at her. And that, image burned in my head for years as a child i couldn't sleep it freaked me out and then as an adult i went back and looked at it on youtube and like vintage you know you just get all those old fears coming back again haunting you (laughs) it just comes back yeah just like vintage yeah i just it just i just got excited
1: i went on to uh netflix but it's the new version
0: yeah well you could just watch it on youtube the whole movie is on it Oh, oh really? Cool. Yeah, the whole movie. Oh, uh, in one oh one clip. That'd maybe be awesome. Not. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was really good. I didn't see the modern version. I don't. I don't think I even care to see the modern version because yeah. I want to remember the, the the fear I had in the first one. I don't want to like spoil it and kind of get it muddled in my head. So don't be afraid of the dark. It was a TV movie made for TV. It was awesome.
2: I have um two movies that I want to talk about real quick because I couldn't decide which one I wanted to do, so I'll just do both. But before that, I, I did want to go back and mention I looked up the Sega CD. Oh, yeah. So it came out um, in October of 92 in North America. Its original retail price was 299 Wow. Yeah. That's why I didn't have one. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then they came out with the uh, the second uh, model, of the sega cd and 93 which had the the front loading uh well no it had in place of the front loading trade had that top loading flip lid or whatever so that lowered the price down to 229
1: yeah and those those model one they get messed up a lot yeah those have a lot of problems
2: yeah they break a lot and um yeah I, I've got one that works pretty good. I had to I fix, actually, yeah, I actually I put up a YouTube it, but...
1: video about fixing it,
2: yeah, the fuse and all that. did you well, have mine mine was problem? the tray okay.
1: Mine, the tray wouldn't work yeah, and it was weird because like if you tilted it, it would work
2: mm-hmm. so I
1: ended up like opening it up and fixed up some things. A couple of people have left comments saying they fixed theirs too, but uh I made that a long time ago,
2: yeah, the model one, I think it's just so sweet the way yeah that...
1: it looks it looks cool. yeah.
2: In the lights on the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, back to this. So the first movie I want to recommend is something called Deep Star Six, which came out in 1989. I don't know. I, I think I looked this up and I think it has like a 0% rating on like Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> or something like that, which I was like, what? Come on. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it's got really bad ratings, but I think it's a good movie. It's basically I'm it up. <laughs> yeah. It's Yeah. You never heard of it?
0: No, nope. me neither. I'm looking
2: at really? to too. Yeah. Oh my god, I I remember seeing the Sun like HBO back way back when 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 my parents used to have it. And uh, so the concept is that uh, it takes place uh, on the bottom of the ocean floor, and it's some kind of a there's like an undersea base, and there's these group of scientists or something down there, and they're doing these you know some kind of experiments or whatever. Yeah, my memory is foggy, but essentially they they end up like blowing up some cave or something like that. And they unleash this this huge like sea monster. Eventually it like gets inside of the space station and it just like systematically starts killing the people. And like the the, like the one like iconic image is I think it's part of the movie poster is this one guy had been in this goofy looking, you know, underwater scuba suit. With, like, the big, huge head, like, mm. dome head or whatever. And yeah. as he was getting pulled out, like, the monster kind of, like, you know, c- comes out and, like, bites him in half. And so it, like, lifts him out. And he's got, like, all of his, like, intestines are, like, hanging out. And it's, like, all uh-huh. bloody. And <laughs>
1: like, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. <laughs> Under the reception section, here's what it says. Deep Star 6 was poorly received by critics and viewers. It currently has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all.
2: That's, that's all it's what, got. What I,
1: I was thinking maybe no one reviewed it or something, you know, but it actually got a 0% rating.
2: And then the other thing I remember is, like, one, the one guy, like, freaks out, and he's like, I'm getting out of here, and he, like, jumps in the, um... Escape pod and and uh, he starts going up and they're like no you have to decompress or whatever
0: oh. and so the
2: guy starts going up and all of a sudden you see like he starts like getting a bloody nose and
0: it's the bends
2: yeah all now of a how- sudden like the guy just like basically the guy just explodes this is one that I'd be a little bit nervous to watch <laughs> It freaks <laughs> me out it freaked me out because you're you're underwater and like you know you feel so confined inside yeah. of the inside of the uh the station and yeah,
0: it's it's pretty creepy but So wait, it's cool. it's a sea creature that then can walk around in the station? No, it's kind of like the, you don't really get a really good look at it
2: as far as I can remember, but it's it's kind of like the 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 station ends up flooding and oh, so okay. it gets inside there and oh, okay. uh, yeah, it kind of like moves around and eventually the whole station floods and then the monster like
0: yeah, so what? So it's kind of like the first Alien movie, but underwater, sort of. That's
2: Yeah, that's kind of a fair representation. Um, So then the second one is a movie that I just recently saw. I rented it from the Red Box, and that is The Cabin in the Woods.
1: What's funny, too, is I also got this from Red Box. Okay. And I thought it was from a recommendation from another YouTuber who put up a review.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And... I watched the movie, and I write them on either Twitter, I I forget where I wrote them, and I was like, oh, I watched that movie that you recommended. Yeah. Yeah. They totally recommended some other movie, and (laughs) the reason that it was in my head is because I saw it on your notes. (laughs) So I was like, I look like the biggest dumb (laughs) ever. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, I watched your video and all that and totally got the wrong movie.
2: (laughs) What was the movie that they recommended?
1: Uh, like The House at the End of the Street or something.
2: Oh, okay. No, I never. Yeah, so I'm
1: curious to hear what what you th- what you oh, say. I I, about
2: I, this. I totally love this movie. <laughs> like, I thought it was like, it's like the perfect blend of cheesy, like horror. Like, there's all kinds of cliches in it. Yeah, and but and it's like in humor. Like, it's just so funny. Like, one of the guys in it is the guy from. Do you remember the guy in Billy Madison who played like the guy that was trying to take over the company? Do you guys remember this with Adam Sandler? I know the guy
1: from being in this. So I don't remember that
2: scene though. Okay, well anyway, he he was one of the guys, and they're like they're in this facility, and they're like monitoring this group of college kids, and it's just crazy. And I won't. Yeah, and the
1: way it starts it, out, it it's like it is. It's cliche. I mean, yeah. it's like so many other horror movies. They go on this, there's teenagers, and they go on this trip, and they're gonna go up to this cabin and have a blast, and then you know stuff turns. T- goes
2: wrong but it's just such a weird blend of what is actually going on yeah and there's like yeah a big twist and you know kind of towards the end and (laughs) towards the
1: end i was like oh my goodness what is going on it is just (laughs) hilarious it is such a
2: fun movie to watch
1: yeah especially i mean you have to watch this one and not really take it seriously right you know what i mean it's not it's not a horror film where you're gonna sit down and
2: really analyze everything it's just a goofy fun yeah, fun, I was maybe. like laughing the entire time and, and the <laughs> effects are just awesome.
1: Yeah, the last thing I wanted to recommend is a game and it's not particularly scary, but I, I do like playing it around Halloween time and it it haunted house related and it's Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube. This game, I mean, it's 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 not going to scare you or anything, but it is so much fun. You can beat it real quickly and you just basically go into a mansion, you're playing as Luigi, and you have a vacuum cleaner and you're sucking up ghosts. So you have to go in and shine your flashlight around the rooms and discover where the ghosts are. And it's it's just a blast to play. It's not going to scare you, like I said, but uh, mm-hmm. I- if you haven't played it, it'll be a fun one to play around Halloween time.
2: Yeah, it's a good one.
0: Yeah, I love that game too. 2010 PC amnesia the dark descent
3: mm-hmm.
0: now you guys had talked about uh, a game recently what was the name of that game dinky that you get yeah, eternal darkness eternal all right it's it's kind of in the same vein where there's a sanity question um this game won a lot of awards actually and it's got a fantastic movie uh, music soundtrack by the fat man if you're familiar with with that um fat man's very famous for doing music tracks for all kinds of games. In fact, uh, Matt Chat recently had him on and did a really good interview with him. So you can check that out. Is he fat? N- n- <laughs> not really. Maybe he was. I don't know. <laughs> What's his name? I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay, so this game is a first-person kind of game. You're walking through a castle. You have amnesia. You want to get out. You're following this pink liquid. But the real point of this game is and they recommend you play it in a dark room with headphones on Mm -hmm. because it's all about the ambiance the music and the sounds and the shift between light and dark as you stay in dark areas you start losing your sanity the more your sanity drops uh, you start freaking out uh, hallucinating drawing the attention of like uh, creatures and monsters that are down the halls and that just makes matters worse. Uh, it's, it's very intense where you, they're, they're chasing you and the only way you could stop it is to get a light source. You either have to find a room with lights or you could use uh, candles or lanterns. Mm-hmm. So it's a balance between getting into the light, getting into the dark. You have to go into dark areas, but you got to do it in a way that you won't lose your sanity. Uh, I haven't played much of this game. I know my friend James is a addicted to this game when he was playing and he would play it in the dark room and every morning I would ask him how was the game and he would he would tell me I had the sweats I was freaking out it was so so scary so when he said that I was like okay uh, that might be a great game so uh, I only loaded it up with him he showed me a couple of things because he was so excited the monsters look really cool and it it does have a lot of suspense and foreboding so I'm going to recommend Amnesia The Dark Descent for PC.
1: Yeah and on horror lists it is always ranked very high so i mean i'm i i I normally didn't play too many pc games but uh yeah i'm i'm planning on trying to pick this one up and play it at some point
2: i have it i have it on steam actually i think i got it as part of a humble bundle yeah yeah Yeah. which i wish i would have known because
1: i i didn't really know about the game until we started talking about horror games and Mm -hmm. you know i started looking them up and it it really makes me want to play it now
0: did you play it vintage no oh
1: haven't played it it's too scary <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i, I want to have you play it, it i to tell will what you think i will play it i'll i'll talk about it on next year's halloween special
0: great yeah. um <laughs> <It's like> 12 <laughs> episodes away that's right
2: So my final one is The Suffering for the PlayStation 2. Came out in 2004. You play as this guy who you're on death row for supposedly murdering your family, like your wife and your kids. Although there's some question about, you know, whether or not you actually did it. So you're in this, you're put on death row and all of a sudden there's this earthquake the lights go out and all this stuff. And all of a sudden these like monsters start coming out and they start killing all the people in the prison. You kind of get out of your cell and uh, you know, your whole mission is like to get out of this prison. And I mean, it is just insane. Like the stuff that goes on, like these monsters, they, they manifest as they basically represent different methods of execution. One monster and he's got like swords and stuff. Cool. And uh, you have another one that's got, like, hypodermic needles. You know, another guy has, like, a like a firing squad. He's got, like, all these guns coming out of him. And the monster design is so creative. It's totally cool. Um, I'm surprised I've never seen this game out.
1: Really? Yeah, I've never seen it out anywhere. Oh, Usually yeah. Usually PS2 games, I mean, I'd run into them. I yeah, looked you... it up on eBay, and it's about maybe $12, $15.
2: Yeah, I... I got it way back when, like, I'm pretty sure I picked it up at GameStop for, like, five bucks or something. Yeah, it's so cool. There's also a sequel to it. I haven't played the sequel because I'm still trying to to get through the first game. The other interesting part of this is this also has a sanity meter in it. And and I was going to ask you, Dinky, because what happened to, you know, Nintendo patenting this? I I know, that's what I'm saying because here I don't are know games that seem yeah. very similar, but, uh, the more enemies that you kill, you like kind of fill up this meter and, and then it gets to the top and then you can actually transform into like this monster. And it kind of reminds me of Splatterhouse a little bit. The new one that came out, like you kind of turn in this like big hulking, like, you know, monster with like the spine showing. And so, you know, you have like these pretty cool attacks that you can do. And yeah, the the, the controls, the just the atmosphere, it's like the complete package. So I highly recommend checking out The Suffering.
0: That's great. And and we would love to know, You know, listeners, what are some of your favorite scary video games or movies? And you can put them on our uh, Facebook, Twitter, and especially the forums because when we get to the forums, we like to go through them and respond to them in our next episode. So if you have any scary movies that really make your blood tingle or uh, a video game that you like, put that on the forums for us to go and examine.
2: Yes. Um, And this is actually something that we want to do that we're blatantly ripping off from Rad Rascals, because they do something, they co- do it called uh, Question of the Week. Obviously, we don't do a weekly podcast, so we're going to call it Ask the Audience, and, I, and I, I got permission for them to steal this idea. Uh, so, we definitely want to uh, hear from you guys, like John said, and when we come back on the next month's episode, we'll go through and we'll kind of read those responses, so what are you guys what are you guys planning for Halloween this year anything?
1: my friend's having a party the weekend before so I'm looking forward to going going to that I don't know if you guys remember, but uh I got that I got that winnie the Pooh costume in one of my videos my buddy yeah. sent me from Japan yeah and I actually didn't get a chance to go and do anything for Halloween and uh I may wear that costume out I'm not sure cool because <laughs> she's she's having this party and she's putting all this effort into it and I was like. I know I'm going to show up at a party in a Winnie the Pooh costume and nobody else is going to be dressed up or something, you know? But uh, I don't know. My buddy, uh, we we used to always get together and do goofy stuff for Halloween, so we're still keeping that going.
3: Yeah.
0: Nice. I'm going to do my first trick-or-treating with my daughter this year. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll probably do the pumpkin patch thing. I think we're doing the pumpkin patch thing with friends on next Saturday. Hopefully the weather holds up, and and then trick or treating. Um, I'm going to. We
2: have like a family friendly like Halloween party, so we're like we're gonna go with the kids, and uh, we're having it like a friend's house, and so everybody's gonna dress up. So I'm gonna be wearing my uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, Captain Picard uniform. Uh, so I'll be doing that, and then uh, is it
0: One Piece vintage?
2: It's not. It's actually all it is is like the the jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks really good. It's like it looks really authentic, and uh, and then you know I'll just wear like black dress pants with it. Not not gonna wear like the bald cap or anything. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that crazy. <laughs> but um. So yeah, doing that, and then also we're gonna do trick or treating. We have a nice little neighborhood here, and you know everybody kind of decorates their houses, and we have a lot of kids, so looking forward to that.
0: Awesome. Sounds
2: good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we hope you have a, a happy Halloween. Um, you know, check your candy for, for razor angels. <laughs> yeah. Needles. Go to a few haunted houses. So yeah, stay safe, and we will talk to you again next month. Boo. Later. (laughs) Good night, guys.
0: Hello. Hello. What's up, man?
2: Nothing much. How you feeling?
0: Feeling better than this morning, for sure.
2: Oh, that's good. What do you think, you just got a cold or something?
0: Yeah, I've been fighting a head cold. I've been... You know, going to work on the subway, and everybody sneezes and coughs, and it's just terrible.
2: Yeah, those New Yorkers, they're just
0: dirty people. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. (laughs) I'm getting an echo of myself. Yeah,
2: I don't have my headphones on yet. See, but that's strange. I don't use headphones, and we don't get that. Oh, wait, here's Dinky. Uh, What does he say? Yep, okay, I'm bringing him in.
0: Bring the Dinkster.
2: Yep. Hey, what's up? Hello. Yo. Yeah. What's up, man? How is everybody? Been forever. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's weird. <laughs> working on getting my headset hooked up right now.
2: Yeah, let me get mine. So, remember, like, a long, a long time ago? ago. Oh. Whoa. 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 <laughs> That's I heard a awesome. huge echo. There. <laughs> Who was that?
3: that?
1: It's my thing. I'm messing with the uh, settings.